Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, look, it's a giant pile of stupidity. Looks like you found Common Man and T-Bone. Big Husky Kids. Daddy, can you give me a little bottle to pee-pee no, into? you can't have it, but I have a bottle of my Connecticut water sitting right here. Oh, you're not going to... Well, I'm going to funk it up. No, you're not going to funk it up. I've already... You're always it. talking about get the funk out. I'm, I'm going to put the I'm funk in. I'm drinking the water. I'm drinking some water. Mm. No, don't, don't make the, the water sound. Delicious. And the sucking sound. Delicious. That's disgusting. Which one do you like less? I don't know. Water makes me want to pee. Sucking makes me want to throw up. Produced by Panama Ted. Too hot. And a plethora of sounds that make no sense. Hey, me a stick of bubble gum. For what? Cracks and gaps. re racket. Yeah. Your ear hole. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a jam-packed show. Jam-packed. I tried to fit more in my mouth. I can't do it. Well, it's, it's radio. Overflowing. It's radio. It's all in our mouths. When you uh, think about it, our whole job uh, comes down to our mouths. Inside the NFL at 348, all the news and notes you need. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. In the 4 o'clock hour, game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What is the game, Boner? Uh, Today, on this date in 1986, a little movie called Top Gun hit the theaters for the first time. Ever heard of it? We're going to do a little uh, game show about Top Gun. Top Gun trivia. Top Gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw it once. I think it was like 1987. Oh, you've never seen it again I've never seen it again. Perfect. And I have not seen the second one. Really? Yeah. Just averse to airplanes? or I, No, I don't know. No? I don't know. People like... Look, you want to dive into the psychology I, I'd of love me? To know, no, I'm... You know what? In fact, I want to put you on trial no. for why don't you like America's favorite movie, Top Gun that, and that's Top why, Gun Maverick. That's why I don't like it. <laughs> it's the same reason I haven't been to see Avatar. You're just Oppo Taco on it. I am Oppo Taco. Really? Because everybody else loves it so much. It's like, that's nice. Have your thing. I, I'm, I'm not a big Tom Cruise guy. Well, I... Listen... You know I don't like Tom Cruise much at all. He stole the soul from my soulmate, Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes, your gal. Yeah, yeah. That's well. I mean, and maybe I the woman that I'm married to is my soulmate, but I mean, <laughs> fictional. Other than soulmate. her, once you clear her out of the yeah, way, yeah. But sure. now she's dead inside. Well, because uh, I mean, he defiled her. Yeah, and and I get it. Like he is very problematic. Not my guy. But as far as an actor goes. I like to think of him as just the guy in Top Gun. Like, he is just Maverick. That's that's who I picture. Like, that movie and then Top Gun Maverick, of course. It's just the guy that he is on screen. That's all. I, I want him to be a 2D well, version. I'm, I'm glad that, that you can guy there, put and that that's aside. It. And I try not to Teddy, think about anything else with him. What is the, the, the Tom Cruise opus for you? Is it Top Gun movies, or is it Jack Reacher? No, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. I, I forgot about I was that. Say, yeah. you probably so that's Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible is number one. Yeah, but, I mean, I do love Top Gun and the sequel, Days of Thunder. That's another one of mine oh, that yeah, I love. Right. But, but the yeah. Mission Impossible movies, that's my favorite. And he's got uh, you know two of those coming out soon. Well, maybe not soon, but he's got two more that he's going to release. 
I will say I've gotten to a point with Tom Cruise, and I, you know, to be fair, I watched Cocktail once. I haven't seen uh, what was the other one where he's uh, Risky Business, right? Mm-hmm. Where he slides yeah. across the floor in the Jerry Maguire. I'm sure you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And in in many of those movies, now he has he has plenty of of range as an actor. But I find the movies I go back to watch of him are all the same character. Where it's like, let me tell you about this guy. What's his name? Cougar McGillicuddy. He doesn't play by everybody else's rules. That's who he is. Like in those Mission yeah, Impossible movies, who he is. in Top Gun movies, he's not doing like British period pieces, right? He plays in, in Days of Thunder. That's who he is. He's always that guy where it's like, yeah, this dude is different than all these other dudes. He's a little too much for everybody, but gets the job done. If you just let him go. And so that's that's who I apparently like. It's not necessarily even his acting or you like that character. That character that he plays in those movies. Jack Reacher's like that too in those in those movies for whatever it's worth. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, but the other if there's any other range that he has, I usually don't find myself liking it. All right. You you may want to play the Top Gun trivia with Teddy today. Well, Ted Cuz I don't think I'll be much use to Ted you. Ted can join in. Okay. We'll have fun I can with chime it. in. Um now I will say Tom Cruise probably his best role ever. And it was only like five minutes. Is it the end of? Is it uh, Tropic Thunder? He's in yes. that. when he yeah. plays. He plays the agent. Yes, that's he's wearing like a fat suit and he's got a bald head, and then he just like reams out whoever it is on the phone for like five minutes straight. That may be his best. He should have got an Oscar for that. Probably Interview with a Vampire for me. Yeah, see, I never saw it. Never saw it. Never saw that. that. Was never saw Eyes Wide Shut. Well, Eyes Wide Shut wasn't really any good, but there was some good TNA. What was even the plot of Eyes Wide Shut? I don't know. Orgy party, something happens. It's a Stanley Kubrick movie. He's what a is, pervert. That, what is that? <laughs> that means he's a pervert. Everything he does is perverted. Well, right, but didn't Stanley Kubrick do uh, the... the uh, Clockwork Orange? No, the yes. But what's the one I'm thinking of? The Space Odyssey, right? 2001, that, 2001. 2001 Space Odyssey, yeah. right. Is that perverted? You know what, though? You play that backwards, it's all just a bunch of <laughs> sex. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, there had to be a reason why they were having the sex orgy, right? In Eyes Wide Shut? I'm sure there was. I don't remember it. It would have been great if it was just two minutes of exposition right at the start of the movie. Like, here's the deal, gang. Uh, This director knows a lot of hot people, and they're willing to do anything on camera with Mm -hmm. him. So, next two hours, you're just going to watch a bunch of hot people with a loosely tied together plot trying to have sex with each other. The end. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, stars beat the Kraken in Game 7 last night. What's Kraken? Well, I would like to uh, have a little special message to the Seattle Kraken fans today. Mm. Okay. Because they're probably asking themselves, when will it ever happen for us? <laughs> you know, they've they've been in the league for two whole years. They thought they were going to the conference final, but it was not to be. So just, you hang in there. Hang in there. You, I mean, you hang in there. And someday, maybe you can be the Vegas... Golden Knights. Well, we don't know when it's going to happen for them either because they have been to the conference final now for of their first six years in existence. Can you imagine that? No. We are ready to give Yarmo a lifetime appointment to his job and build a statue because they went to Tampa and had a miracle week and a half. Right. But you've got the, the Vegas Golden Knights, six years they've been around, four years of those six they have been to the conference final. I can't imagine what that's like. No, and and you know what? To be fair to those fans, I guess, as much as I hate to say it, I don't blame them now. After year one, wasn't it year one where they went to the, they actually went to the Stanley Cup final? Was it year one 
or was it the Western right. Conference Finals? I, went f- I forget. Either way, it, the it point was one is, of the two. Right. Like after that, where it was the first or second year, and you're going, all right, calm down, you guys. This is ridiculous. Now, though, I mean, you've had four out of six years where you've been to the conference final. Yeah. Or like on the doorstep to a conference final. I mean, that's. No, they've been. No, they're four, in. Yeah, they're yeah. in. That's right. Yeah. I'm just saying that is something that would cause anyone to feel entitled to. You get bounced in the second round three straight years. They're going to be like, what the hell? Fire everyone. Let's start over. Can you imagine what it's like to be like a, like a lifetime Vegas person? Yes. You, you, your entire life, you've been waiting for legitimacy when it comes to the sports world. Mm-hmm. Hockey team moves in. Four out of six may, years. May not even be your Conference sport, final. but you're like, you know what? This is Doesn't the team. Matter. We finally got a team. Let's go. Two seconds later, football team moves in. Yeah. Right? That was easy. Uh, baseball team. Going to move right down the street. Mm-hmm. And and you know you're going to get an NBA team probably with LeBron oh, owning it. Let me tell you, that's right. done. They're, they're going to bend over backwards yeah. to get an NBA team there. Right. The landscape has completely changed. And I'm not talking about in 50 years. I'm talking about in 10, less than 10. Yes. And I think it probably, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what like regular people who just grew up and live in Vegas or people who are longtime Vegas residents think of this. But I'm guessing they must have some level of resentment for the douchey bros who come in and are like, yeah, I just moved into a penthouse two years ago on the strip. I am a Vegas resident. And they have like front, you know, glass seats for all the Vegas Golden Knights game. That must yeah, be a little frustrating, I guess, but right? You know what? That's probably every big city. Well, I know. You know but, where it's the but, Manhattanites are the same way. They don't represent the people who live on the island. But Vegas has to be even more so that because it's just, it's almost viewed as, well, who even actually lives here? It's all just casinos, right? And there's a big city there that's like we we live here actually there's a lot of people that live there how do you think all the casinos number one work there's people who work in them that keep them running so there's no hockey until thursday uh basketball west finals start up tonight lakers and nuggets in denver it starts at 8 30 i am just excited that this game does not make me stay up till one o'clock in the morning to watch it because i'll actually get to watch a good majority of it while being awake and not falling half asleep because i'm old and tired now all the time NBA draft. Well, you're getting up early. You're working out. Well, yeah. You need your rest. I do. I try to go to bed early so I can get up early. But yeah, it's uh yeah tonight eight thirty. That's going to be good. I'm watching that uh, lottery tonight. NBA draft lottery. So you have the Pistons, the Rockets, and the Spurs, all with a fourteen percent chance of getting the number one overall pick. Then it's the Chalet Honey at twelve point five percent. I'm not going to go down the entire list, but the Pelicans have the worst odds at zero point five percent. A lot of conspiracy people are talking about the Dallas Mavericks who only have a 3% chance of getting the overall pick, but a lot of people think for some reason they're going to win the lottery. Well, look, it uh, it would be fun to watch. So if, if you're not familiar with this draft, Victor Wembanyama is... Your guy. Well, he's Connor Bedard. He's everybody's guy. He's the Connor Bedard of the NBA draft, and they could not be different as far as human beings, as far as height goes, because Victor Wembanyama is, I want to say, 7'3". Seven four. He's a large man. Yes, but he also can like dribble and shoot from outside. He has like a he has a fadeaway jumper from three point land that looks like he's shooting it from twelve feet because he's just so huge. So they've never seen reach like this guy has. They've never seen range like. I mean, assuming this all translates in the NBA, he's going to have to get used to the physicality of the NBA. But you think Dirk Nowitzki looked good in a Mavs uniform? They built a statue to that guy. Victor Wembanyama is like Dirk Nowitzki as far as the shooting ability from outside as a big guy, but also has a lot more dynamics to his game or would appear to from the outside looking in. Big question with him, of course, like with any guy his size, can he stay healthy and be that guy for 
10 years for your team. But man, him and Luka Doncic, if that worked out that Dallas somehow ended up getting that pick, that would be great. I don't think that's likely to happen, but sure, it'd be nice. A coach gets fired today, and Seth Towns is moving into Animal House. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Couple of spots on the messy side already this afternoon along 71 southbound right at the south outer belt. Look for a major stop there with an accident. Traffic being directed around the accident area. You're at a standstill from right around Frank Road. Now you're going to be directed off onto 270 westbound the exit ramp. You can re-enter from the eastbound ramp to southbound 71, but that's made everything very slow. In fact, south outer belt westbound at 71, that exit ramp is closed because of that accident. And then because of the whole thing along the south outer belt westbound between 23 south side and 62, you're on the brakes with stopping go traffic about five or six minutes this traffic report is sponsored by taco bell omg hot and crisp nacho fries are back at taco bell but they will be here forever yeah hot and crisp fries covered in bold mexican spices and a side of nacho cheese sauce are only here for a limited time and participate in u.s taco bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last i'm scott bradley for 97.1 the fan traffic every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Not doctors, not lawyers, and definitely not sports hosts. You're listening to Man and Bone. Oh, it's my favorite time of the show. Hmm? It's T-Bone sells you stuff time. Well, man, I uh, walked out the parking lot today and saw my Valley Ford sitting there, my Mustang that I picked up from Valley Ford. Love that vehicle. It's already like... I don't even remember the time before I was driving a Mustang. In my head, that's not even a thing anymore. I've always driven a Mustang from Valley uh, Ford of Columbus in my head. That's how much this car has become a part of my identity. That's probably pathetic. But here's the reality. That car, I love. It's great. The best feeling I had walking out of Valley Ford was when I walked out of the dealership and onto the lot, and I saw the car sitting there, and I said, oh, that's uh, uh, that's that's." probably going to be the car and then we walked up and looked at it and they're like here are the keys take it on a test drive and i instantly fell in love you will find the vehicle that you're looking for it's very likely to find it at a place that's going to have a lot of selection valley ford has a ton of selection that's why they're the spot for you f-150s they've got a great deal on those plus you've got broncos escapes explorers like my wife got plenty more to choose from all at valley ford of columbus you can see the selection now and find the deals valleyfordofcolumbus.com uh seth towns is entering the transfer portal. If you remember back in September, he said he was stepping away from Ohio State basketball and just too many injuries and setbacks. And he ended up playing 25 games for the Buckeyes, most of them insignificant, not big minutes. You know, there were some expectations. He was transferring in from Harvard. He was one of the best mid-major players in the country. A lot of teams wanted his services. A lot of big-time colleges. He's from here. He decided he was going to come here, and it just hasn't worked out from a health standpoint. When he was on the court, he was not effective. I don't know if that was him not being effective or him just not being healthy, but he is trying to go someplace else and play college basketball. He's been in college now for eight years. Let him live. Yeah, I I, I empathize with him in, in one way because I've said this for years that I don't understand why 
Like, what gets Bill Belichick out of bed in the morning to go coach football again for the umpteenth millionth time, right? Like, he's won everything you can win, and now you're kind of middling with a team that's okay, not great, not terrible. What gets that guy out of bed? I don't understand. Seth Towns, I understand a little bit more because he has had a dream and clearly has talent, but has not to date really maybe gotten to the level that he thinks he's capable of. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes a little more sense to me. A guy who has played pro sports, but has never been really close. Like Chris Paul is going to probably lace him up again, right? Chris Paul wants to go play in the NBA, win a title. He's not done that yet in his career. I, I get why he would come back again, right? But Seth Towns makes a little sense there that he would want to go see if he could finally put it all together, have the health together and go play a season that he really wants to have. But I, I don't know, man. I'm hopeful for him. I, I hope it works out. But yeah, it's it's not a, not a great likelihood that that happens for him. But I wish him the best. Doc Rivers out after three seasons as 76ers head coach. You sort of saw it coming, right? Oh, yeah. That's uh, not he's this has always been this has kind of been the Doc Rivers thing ever since he left Boston, right? It's like he gets teams to really good spots, but then they don't end up getting it done. They end up getting really close and then failing in big moments. And the Sixers, I mean, they blew that series. They had it. They should have won it. They didn't because they couldn't piece it all together. You have the MVP on the court. Couldn't get it done. That's it's it's one of those things that will keep Doc Rivers from getting the best job available, like the best, you know, He's not going to get the call to take over if Steve Kerr steps down, let's say, right? I wouldn't right. think, but he'll get a pretty good job of what's out there if he wants it. I just don't know which of these teams that are out there he's going to want to go take because a lot of them are going to be sim- similar or worse situations than the Sixers are in, not better. Some news today for those of you who enjoy the Pat McAfee. Uh, he is going to go to ESPN. That was the the rumor that he was going to take his podcast there. He's working for what, FanDuel now? Uh, yeah, that was the deal he signed yeah, he was a, on couple a big, years, over couple years ago. $100 million deal, and I guess either there's an out in that deal or FanDuel's not living up to the expectations, so he is moving on to ESPN. They have the Disney Upfronts today where they announce all the new shows that are coming down the pipe for the fall, and they apparently got this done today, and they're going to release more information. But yeah, uh, he's going to be making a lot of money. He's already doing work for game day and stuff like that, so he goes full circle with ESPN. Yeah, I, I find it interesting with him because he's clearly one of these media stars that you can look at the fact that he played pro football, and you can say he was he was pretty good at what he did at pro football. But, yeah, but he was a punter. Right. Kicker, I'm saying, whatever the hell he was. I, I think that this gets overlooked sometimes when you talk about the media, uh, and I'm not saying this guy's going to be bad at his job, but Matt Ryan just got the deal with CBS, right? Technically yeah. to to do broadcasting, he still wants. He says he still wants to play football, but well, Teddy said yesterday he probably yeah. just wants that twelve million dollars that he's owed. Yes, and then he retires. Right, he will not retire until he gets paid the money, and as long as he doesn't retire, he'll get paid. So he's going into broadcasting, and he may be very good at it. I don't know, but there's always going to be that question mark of you know some guys who get into this business that they're getting that look because of how talented they were on the field, and then maybe some of the good vibes that come their way are just because people like them from their playing days. And if we're honest, they're not that good on the mic. Pat McAfee does not have that problem. You may not like his style, but he is successful because people enjoy what he does. Not because, oh, he's the guy who played for the Colts, and thus that's the only reason I have to listen to him. Now, and part of what makes him good is he's got connections to guys like, you know, A.J. Hawk is on his show all the time, Aaron Rodgers. He knows a lot of guys in football who are big-time stars that will help add to his credibility, but 
if that was all it was, was Gastorama, I don't think he'd be as popular as he no, is. No, no. It's clearly him and his personality that people are tapping into. You know, we talk about Aaron Rodgers going on that show and he makes news, but even if he didn't go on that show, he'd still be popular. Well, I think he'd still probably have a $125 million deal. And it's probably calculated by Aaron Rodgers that this is the show he goes on. I'm sure he knows other guys in the media too who have, you know, TV shows or they host on certain networks or whatever. And he's not choosing to go on those. He probably goes on McAfee's show because he thinks that gives him the best outlet to be himself and to get whatever he wants to say out there. And he also knows that that's a widely popular show. Everybody there is fairly loyal to whoever's on that show. I wonder, you know, and I wonder about my own mortality in this business. Is there going to be a day when people just say, all right, enough of this guy. What's he doing? The queen again? You know, <laughs> yeah, we, we got it. You're neurotic and depressed and you do stupid voices. Click. Next thing. I wonder about that for me. We don't really have, though, a good sample size for the longevity of podcasty guys. You know? Yeah. We don't know if they can stick around for 20 years or 15 years. We know that some radio guys can, but even they, their stars fade. Look at Jim Rome right now. Jim Rome's probably rich. He's still doing his thing every single day. He's not relevant anymore. Yeah. No one talks about Jim Rome. Nobody's listening to Jim Rome, but he's there. He probably clears 100 radio stations across Hillbilly Land all over the country on stations that can't afford to put local programming on. He's still kicking, but no one talks about him anymore. Is that what the podcast guy's going to be 15, 20 years from now? Or do they have more sea legs than that? It could be. I think ultimately the the podcast guys, I know what you're getting at, right? But But I think if there was no podcasting, Pat McAfee would still be a star. It might have taken him longer to get discovered, but he would have found his way onto a radio station and would have started doing radio. No, you're right, but he wouldn't be owning his own empire where he's signing $100 million deals. He'd be working at a very good radio station. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think what the, probably the the guy to look at as far as can it work, does it work? And and he's he's one of the few that has made it work. He's an exception, I guess. But, and it's not my guy, but Bill Simmons is a guy that, had a reading and a following, I should say, on ESPN's page two back when that was a thing a million years ago, right? He started out basically as a blogger who would occasionally pop onto some radio shows, but he was mostly a blogger that people followed. And then that had a huge following on ESPN. He obviously helped out with the 30 for 30s and and kind of made that a thing, but he didn't just stay doing, here's my blog and that's that. He went into, let's do a podcast, and then I'm going to write some books, and then now I'm going to have this podcast network where I bring a bunch of people on. Hey, I started my own network where we do the website, and then his podcast, I mean, you may find that you're listening to a podcast that you didn't even realize Bill Simmons has his hand in, right? I mean, he's made his own media empire by basically you know, taking what he had and expanding it, and maybe Pat McAfee would do something like that down the road where he's already kind of started down there, but... Maybe it continues in that way. Now with ESPN, he'll be back inside the belly of the beast as opposed to out on his own. But I think he, I know he had said, because he just had a kid, I want to say, and maybe that had something to do with it too. He doesn't want to manage his own thing anymore, but ESPN is paying him a lot of money to bring that brand back in house. So it should be good for him. Perhaps some big drama in the ACC. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
It's a big tie-up to get around on 71 southbound at the South Outerville. Looks like an accident that's going to be there for a while. You're going to be directed around the accident. Stop and go traffic from at least Frank Road. You'll be diverted off onto westbound 270 exit ramp, and then you can re-enter from the eastbound 270 ramp to southbound 71. Now, that exit ramp also closed on the South Outerville westbound at 71 south side, all because of that accident. And, of course, because of the whole thing, you're going to be tied up for about six to seven minutes on the South Outerville westbound between uh, 23 south side and right around 62. Also a problem on 71 southbound of Greenlawn Avenue. Picked up an accident. It's already on the right shoulder. This traffic report is sponsored by WWTRaceway.com. Dirk Bentley is bringing his gravel and gold tour to the Confluence Music Festival, part of the NASCAR Cup Series, and enjoy Illinois 300. Go to WWTRaceway.com. Now, brought to you in part by the Illinois Office of Tourism and Illinois South Tourism. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Back when I was banging, this show slapped. Whatever the hell that means. You're listening to Common Man and Tebow. I just want to pull up the curtain for one second on the radio business. We were talking about podcasting. We I mentioned Jim Rome uh-huh. in the last uh, segment. Yeah. You know, here at The Fan, we've... Uh, We've had another banner year. And I'm not saying this to toot our own horn. I'm just trying to paint a picture for you. Yeah. Uh, ratings are up. Revenue's up. We're having a good time. That is not the case for most radio companies. I saw that Odyssey, which I believe technically is the biggest radio company in the country, even bigger than iHeart. Odyssey is the, it's spelled A-U-D-A-C-Y. Correct. In case you're trying to look this up or you're wondering what we're talking about. They, I mean, they, they, you've probably seen something that they've done. Even of if course you, you have. They have 235 radio stations across the country. It's wild. Uh, they are a publicly traded company. I saw today that on Wall Street, the shares or their trading was, was suspended for some reason. Oh. Uh, they were down 12% today. Sometimes when a stock dives, they halt shares so people can calm down and then resume. Right. Uh, how much will one share of Odyssey cost you? Oh, I, I have no idea. Just to give you a little state of the radio business. What do you think? I mean, uh, 50 bucks a share? I don't know. Nine cents. God, what? What? It's a penny stock? <laughs> Nine cents. Okay. Down twelve percent today to nine cents. So even even when it was down today twelve percent, it's not like it was previously at thirty or forty dollars. No, way back or in they when they were banging mm-hmm. in the uh, winter of twenty twenty two, it was two cents. Two cents. I'm, I'm sorry, two dollars. Oh, <laughs> two dollars. That's even lower. And uh, and now it's down to wow nine cents. Okay. So wait, winter of this like a few months ago. Five, six months ago, it was $2. Now it's $0.09. Cents. No, no, the, the previous. Oh, winter of winter. 20. So, oh, uh, early winter. I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Never mind. You know, I don't you know, know what I mean. Come on. Yeah, now I get it. $0.09. Cents. Okay. So if you got some change in your pocket, want to buy stock? When the trading resumes, Odyssey. Man. Now you want to lose $0.09. Cents, that's, go that's, ahead and buy I it. don't know, man. That's, that's, I don't understand. 
here's what I never have understood about uh, capital, stock market, all that stuff. I don't know how your company is just like, yeah, we still exist. Our our shares are worth a dime. Like, I don't, I know that's still possibly millions, if not billions of dollars, but. Yeah, but when you factor in the, the debt and the. Yeah. Cost of doing business. No, these are not healthy companies, Bone, is that's, what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's very, yeah. This is uh welcome to the radio landscape, the media landscape, where you look around and we're fortunate we work for a company that's fairly stable, it seems like, at the moment. But you see other companies that you thought that about previously, and then suddenly you see, oh, no, everyone lost their jobs. And you wonder, when will that happen at other places? You don't know. Uh, the ACC apparently is in turmoil, at least according to a report from the Action Network and our good friend, Brett McMurphy. Mm. Sports Illustrated has uh, has picked this up as well. So they are reporting that Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech are seven schools that have met with legal teams in recent months to examine the league's grant of rights. Now, there's been lots of conversation the last couple of years as we've had more movement in college football that the ACC's locked in. These schools, even if they wanted to go someplace, legally they can't their because con- their, their contract, contract is ironclad. Well, it runs through 2036. So that's what, I mean, you're talking a long time before this contract ends. I remember when they signed it, we all marveled at just how long of a deal this was. And so that that is something that we've been speculating about for a while as well, is could a team get out of it? And I, I'm sure there are plenty of legal maneuvers that could be done to attempt to get out of it. One of them, I think, would be if the sheer number of members in the contract are just like, no. <laughs> we we abandon our rights to all privileges and whatever in this contract. I, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some legal protection in there for the schools that don't want that to happen, but what kind of conference are you protecting if, if it's true that Clemson, FSU, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Vautech are all saying... Yeah, we don't we don't want to do that. We don't want to honor this contract. We don't want to be a part of it. Well, I don't know if they're saying that or they're just doing their homework. They're kicking the tires as they should. You should know all your options. You should know what it is. The rumor is the buyout to get out of the conference is one hundred and twenty million dollars. Yeah, and this is. I don't. I think a lot of schools would try to do that. I don't think a lot of schools could actually make that. I'll happen. tell you what, though, man. If you're talking about a gap between the SEC, the Big Ten, and everybody else. Of thirty to forty million dollars a year, yeah, you know, per school is what we're talking about. I can see how you'd have to have a realistic conversation. Can we really hitch our wagon to this conference and die on the vine for another fifteen years, whatever it is? Sure, twelve years, whatever you said the length of the deal was. Or yeah. do we bite the bullet? Know we're going to take a hit, but know that we'll make up that money and be in a better situation and control our own destiny. Because if the ACC implodes, then all of a sudden you have no leverage. Well, <laughs> I that's what I'm that's what I'm saying is if so the 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 report here is that um, they're not just looking at could we all afford to pay 120 million and get out of this deal a piece right they'd have a piece. to pay that a yeah piece. that's not a group rate right but they're also determining could we break this anyway without having to pay that or maybe we pay something. Who knows, man? Maybe they're discussing a group rate. <laughs> if you go to, because what is the ACC? Is it fourteen schools or twelve? I forget. But either way, no bone. I for, I, I don't even remember. Anymore. Let's say it's fourteen. You go to the other seven schools that aren't in this group and say, "Hey, uh, we all want to leave." Instead of giving you all basically a billion dollars to split, or 
800 million, whatever that would work out to. How about we cut a deal and we all pay you 250 million and we call it a day? Because guess what? You're confident. You guys need to go somewhere anyway. You're not going to keep this. The ACC is not going to be a thing anymore. If seven schools abandon it and it's those seven, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, I mean, what are they going to be good at? What sport does that? All those are teams that are good at multiple sports. And of course, football and basketball would be hit heavily by this. I mean, I don't know what your conference would be at that point. And I can't imagine that like a school like Duke would sit there and go, yeah, we're fine. We'll just stay in the ACC. Why? There'd be a clearly a conference that would rather you for your, everything you do with basketball. Well, and what was that stupid study that we saw that Duke's the third most popular college football team in the country. <laughs> right. yeah, Ridiculous. Was so, stupid. It was so dumb. It wasn't even a study. It was just a like random survey of internet people. But I mean, I don't know how likely this is, but we keep bringing it up from the standpoint that if enough momentum comes from all these schools getting together and saying, we're all lockstep, we're all getting out of this one way or the other. You can't force us to do this. We'll pull our teams off the field. Like, I don't know. At some point, contracts exist and they have ramifications. They are protections, though, for when they want to be broken. So it's really not about, you can't break this contract. It's how strong is the language that allows you to say, all right, well, we're not going to pay that, but could we pay this, and then we all leave, and then the ACC basically ceases to exist. That, I think, is where this discussion goes next. Look, I say this about every month. Keep an eye on all this stuff, because it's not going away. Just when you think things are starting to die down, it'll pop back up. I saw a quote from... uh, Who's the new commissioner of the Big Ten? I forget the dude's name. Oh, I forget too. I, anyway, they're they're talking in, in Rosemont this week and you know, they're asked about this, and he's like, I really don't see any movement when it comes to expansion right now. Trust me, maybe nothing's imminent, but you don't think they're having conversations? Oh, sure. You think these seven ACC schools just calling up the lawyers and have no idea where they want to go? Of course they've had discussions. Even if it's just off-the-record preliminary discussions in a hotel bar, they've had the discussions. This is not going away because the Pangea has not settled yet. Yeah. But it will. Yeah. Agreed with you. Pangea is a good word for it, too, because it, it does feel like there are some more seismic shifts that are about to occur. Inside the NFL, coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. It's still mostly a no-go or pretty much a very slow go along 71 southbound of the South Outer Belt. Accident there, traffic being directed around the area. Stop and go from Frank Road as you're diverted off onto westbound 270, the exit ramp. Then you're allowed to re-enter from the eastbound 270 ramp to southbound 71. The South Outer Belt ramp westbound at 71 south side. That exit ramp is closed because of the accident. You're also going to be tied up with a problem on Bethel Road. A go-down road picked up an accident. Everybody's on the scene there. This traffic report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Oh, MG hot and crisp nacho fries are back at Taco Bell, but they won't be here forever. Yeah, hot and crisp fries covered in bold Mexican spices with a side of nacho cheese sauce are only here for a limited time at participating U.S. Taco Bell locations for a limited time only while supplies last. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Best known for their contributions to the fast food breakfast world. This is Man and Bone. 
Check out the podcast of this stupid show. It's available wherever you get your audio. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Hmm. Inside the NFL coming up in mere moments, we have rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. Game show in the 5 o'clock hour. What's the game, Boner? Uh, This week we are doing Top Gun trivia, and I'm going to be asking that of a person who has seen Top Gun exactly one time in his life. And it was back in the 80s. So Teddy's going to help me. Because Teddy will know all the answers. You know what? I can't believe I didn't know that about you. I thought you had probably seen it at least one other time at some point as a a grown man. I saw it. It was fine. Should I watch it again? Is it that good? Yeah. All right. I think it's all right. It's got... You know what it's got? It's got some good scenes of old guys in army or in military uniforms saying things like, I'm going to have you on the next plane to Hong Kong hauling... Plastic dog crap or something like it's just got a whole bunch of that stuff in it. It's got cool airplanes in it. All right, fine. It's got some hot people in it. Hot people. You got a shirtless volleyball scene. I mean, my God, why wouldn't anybody want to watch that? Teddy was telling me I have to watch the air movie. I want to watch the Nike movie. movie. Yeah, it is outstanding. I watched that the other night. Fantastic. Now I need to. I need to watch it. I take your movie reviews with a grain of salt, though, Teddy, because if you had a show, it'd be called Thumbs Up with Teddy. Yeah, you, but you love everything. I do, but this was like, you know, way, 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 you know, way, 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 thumbs up. Can I just say this idea occurs to me? If the three of us did a movie review podcast, I think it would actually hit a lot of bases for people because Ted loves everything. I, Mike, I Mike hate hates everything. everything, and I forget most of what I've seen. So every time <laughs> I come in, I'm like, not bad. this is fun. This is new. I don't even remember this. And you're like, we saw this last year and did a podcast. Well, you on know what we should do? You know, we're coming up on the summer months. Yeah. And I don't know. You know what? We don't need that anymore because we do stupid shows all year round. But right. we should I all know. take a, a show. where We watch a movie the day before. Sure. So it's fresh. We all watch the same movie. Yeah. And then we come and review the movie. Listeners, too. Everybody watches sure. the movie. And then we that way we can all talk about it. You can bring stuff up. We can bring stuff up. I think that'd be I say let's do that. All right. Inside the NFL. Hit it. Common Man and T-Bones Inside the NFL. Sponsored by Metal Supermarkets. Visit metalsupermarkets.com slash Columbus for all your metal needs. Bone. Well, man, uh, Joe Burrow is being asked about his contract extension. And, of course, why wouldn't he be? Jalen Hurts got his contract extension. He is in the same draft class as Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert also working to get a deal. But uh, apparently the latest from Joe Burrow he was asked about this uh, the press conference that he had on Tuesday for his first one of the offseason and asked about the new contract. He said, quote, I'm involved. That's in the works. That's not really something that I like to play out in the media. That's something just the way I think they want to do business. I want to do business. We pr- prefer to keep that between us. Uh, he said, I'm pretty clear on what I want in the contract and what I think is best for myself and the team. So we're on the road to making that happen. Uh, he also said that, you know, this is not something that can just be him and nobody else. He said, I'm pretty clear on what I want. Oops, sorry, I, I skipped back. It's definitely whenever you have guys on the team that need to be paid, that's always on my mind. You want that to be a focal point. So we're working to make that happen. you got to have good players. doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. If you don't have good players around him, you're not going to be a very good team. Well, he's, he's saying all the right things. Right. This is what I expected him to say. Don't worry, he's still going to get his money. But he's interested in winning and having the best team out there that he possibly can. And if that's going to be the case, there's going to have to be some cap breaks in there yeah. at some point. I think context is very important, too, when you say things like this. Because what he's saying is not wrong. You can't just win things by yourself, especially in the NFL. 
Juxtapose that, though, with Joel Embiid after the Sixers got bounced in the playoffs where they failed. And then jo- and then Joel Embiid says, hey, man, it can't just be me and James Harden out there. And it's like he's essentially saying we need better players around me, too. Better to say it in the offseason where you're talking about a contract and you're saying, hey, we all can get better and we want the team to be good versus it sounds like after a game you sound like you have sour grapes and you're basically saying, yeah, everybody sucks but me. It's the same kind of sentiment, but it's expressed in a different way, and that changes totally the narrative because just a few little minor changes in right. how you say it definitely affect how it's perceived. And Joe Burrow's not wrong, and probably if we're honest, Joel Embiid's probably not totally wrong. It just wasn't the right time to say something like that. Uh, more teams are talking about contract extensions. Cam Jordan with the Saints, their defensive end. He is looking for a new contract, uh, but doesn't want to go anywhere but New Orleans. He has basically said that, yeah, they are working with that team to get an extension, looking for at least a two-year deal, so they hope to get that done soon. Also, this uh, little bit of news kind of being made with the Vikings Twitter header. Dalvin Cook, who has been featured on the image on their Twitter page that shows, hey, we're the Vikings. That image has previously included him, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, and Kirk Cousins. Now, suspiciously, Dalvin Cook not on the page. Alexander Madison is in his place, and it's been noticed by a few different places. No one's quite sure when this change was made, but this is just a little bit of something to keep an eye on with Dalvin Cook there. Does that matter? Was that just something where maybe he said, hey, I don't want to be on the team header for whatever reason? Who knows? But just something to keep an eye on. This is the type of news that's being made. And Devontae Adams, he had a bunch of quotes. I don't know if he caught these with him talking about Aaron Rodgers, but he essentially said that in the past it bugged him a little bit that everyone thought he was good simply because he played with Aaron Rodgers. Last year, though, he did not. He played for the Raiders, and he had a Pro Bowl season. He said, now people can't say that. that That'll never be the narrative ever again. It proved that I am me. A quarterback doesn't make me. I make me. And I think that's a a fair sentiment to express. All right. The NFL is calling out the NFL. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. You're on the brakes fairly heavy, getting around that problem along 71 southbound at the South Outer Belt. Crews are still working on cleaning up of an accident. Looks like it's an accident investigation as well. You're going to be directed around the accident area, so you're moving, but it's going to be pretty slow. In fact, uh, traffic pretty much at a standstill right around Frank Road. They're going to divert you off on the westbound 270 exit ramp and then back on again. Now, the exit ramp is closed, the South Outer Belt West at 71 Southside because of that accident, so they can work around it. And it's police activity on Eakin Road at Wedgwood drive. You want to avoid that area. Looks like uh, that might be a while before that's uh, back in gear again. This traffic report is sponsored by Speedway. At Speedway, hot coffee is fresh or it's free, which means that even during the most chaotic mornings, you can count on Speedway to serve up a fresh cup of uh, coffee. Offer good through 123123. Visit participating store where coffee was purchased for details. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. We tried unplugging and then plugging them back in. It didn't help. This is Man and Bone. 
You know, Bone and I were talking during the break. Well, he was talking. I was listening. Yeah, well. Because the NBA draft lottery is tonight. Somebody is going to have the number one pick in the draft when it's all said and done. And whoever is the team representative, I assume they're all going to be there. Yeah, oh yeah. Unlike the stupid NHL thing where it's just blank stares on a Zoom. (laughs) Yeah, I think everybody gets involved. They usually, they'll have a team representative if I'm not mistaken, right? They usually send someone. Whoever the team representative is for the team that happens to get the number one pick, there is a chance tonight that he or she takes their clothes off and starts pleasuring themselves. That's how excited they're going to be. Read the quotes from Woj. So Adrian Wojnarowski, longtime NBA insider for ESPN, he is on the draft coverage today, and here is his quote. Talking about Victor Wembenyama, this this prospect from France who is 7'3", or whatever he is, and can dribble and shoot, and no one's seen a player ever like this guy. Quote, This is the most highly anticipated player to ever enter the NBA. Ever. 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 You might remember Shaquille O'Neal once entered the NBA. You might remember Kobe Bryant once entered the NBA. And they were highly sought-after prospects. LeBron LeBron James was kind of a highly sought-after prospect. Never mind all the other guys we thought were going to be good who ended up being busts. He says this is the most, it not might be, this is the most highly anticipated player to ever enter the NBA. Then he said... Perhaps the greatest prospect in the history of team sports. <laughs> Yikes. I'm saying the hype that we had around Connor Bedard, and maybe again, maybe if ESPN gave more of a crap about hockey, I know they're trying to, but maybe. They're not trying to. Well, you know what I mean. Maybe they would say similar things about Connor Bedard if, yeah, I mean, again, the, the, the hype on him was insane too, right? But yeah. I think the hype for Victor Wembenyama is even eclipsing what Connor Bedard has been getting. And I think it certainly eclipses what you were getting with LeBron and some of these other guys back in the day because the thought was, well, they could be pretty good. LeBron was viewed as more of a sure thing, right? But I'm trying to think who else. Uh, like Tracy McGrady was a huge prospect, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Kevin Garnett, huge high school guy, right out of high school, huge prospect. And we're talking about in Garnett's case and Kobe's and LeBron's case, these are all Hall of Famers. You can make a case for Kobe, LeBron to be greatest of all time candidates. Shaq is a Hall of Famer. All these guys were known to be like, wow, these guys are freaks or they're they're something that they do beyond what's normal. Shaq was a big, imposing mang coming out of college, right? Victor Wembenyama is, it's beyond anything I can remember, what people talk about with this guy. And when you see his video, if you watched him play at all, you get the hype. I mean, it's it's unlike any player we've ever seen. In team sports, the greatest is what possibly the greatest prospect now, in the history of team maybe sports. Maybe he's just being dramatic because he's covering the thing for ESPN tonight. But I'll tell you, it's quite a statement. Oof. Uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of these to catch a smuggler shows. Okay, on uh, Nat Geo, new episodes Wednesday nights. Oh, they pay me nothing. I'm just telling you, I enjoy it. They have them in different countries, but they have an American version where customs agents are trying to sniff out drug smuggling and they had an episode last week i'm reminded of this because i'm reading a story right now about an italian police dog that just found some drugs in a banana shipment okay but they were down in puerto rico customs agents were last week and they got a tip tip that two boats were going to be coming into puerto rico from south america with a shipment of drugs all right so they chase things happen they capture a couple people they didn't capture a couple other people, but they abandoned the boat. 
So they got right? the so they, so got, they the got, boat. They got the boat. They got the yeah. stuff. But you know, people disappeared into the jungle. Anyway, uh, these are not like huge looking cargo vessel boats or anything like that. They're like fishing sized boats, but yeah, they're like something that regular like a, a group of people, five or ten people could yeah, manage. But they not have hundreds of people, hugely powerful motors on them. So they can outrun the popo. Oh yeah, you know. Right. But these are not huge boats. But so they got two of these boats filled with cocaine. Okay, all right. Street value, just two boats. Street value of the cocaine for those two boats, seventy-one million dollars. Good night. Worth of cocaine, seventy-one million dollars. That's that's un- it's insane to think that that's how much mind. it could be. Where you're not talking. How much would it have to be if it was, I don't know, corn? What is $71 million worth of corn look like? It's got to be like a know, tanker buddy. ship, right? Yeah, like, probably, you know I don't what know. Mean? like, I don't know how much corn there is that it would be worth that much. So what does that have to do with anything? Nothing other than the fact that I just remembered it. It's so, fascinating, though. There you go. I uh, I am reminded, though, that that is the origin story of one of the sports that America still has, NASCAR. Like you were talking about the big right, engines because on they the were, boats. they were booze runners. Yeah, that's essentially. So maybe someday we'll have boat races that are as big as nascar i don't know because that was how nascar started was guys were running booze during prohibition and then afterwards it was still like well it's legal again but who wants to pay all that money to the government right for all the taxes so people were making it for free or you know making it cheaper and you'd buy it cheaper and it'd save you money but to get it to market you had to drive through all these backcountry roads guys would make it up in the hills of georgia or north carolina and then they drive it down into atlanta and charlotte places like that and so the police got wise to this. They'd chase them. These guys would beef up their cars to be faster and faster. And eventually they got to be really good drivers. And they started bringing their cars out on the weekends and driving them for fun. And then someone said, why don't we turn this into a league and have a race? And that was NASCAR. But there's uh, there's different types of smugglers. You know, there's the type of operation where you pay somebody a couple grand who's on hard times, daddy, mm-hmm. to swallow 30 condoms full of Ooh, cocaine. That's, that's some hard times. And keep them in their stomach. But again, you're... Totaling up maybe a kilo, two. Yeah. Right? These right. are small you time. Can't, you can't bring all that in. There's not enough room when in When we're talking about $70 million worth of Coke on a boat? Yeah. That's, that's a whole new level. Well, that's, that's let's too, buy like, some hippos. How? <laughs> isn't that how hippos got introduced to, to South America? South America yeah. right? It's because of Colombia. Pablo Escobar. They, they actually just had to kill some. Yes, because they've, they've, Cause taken they've gotten out. Because they do well. The, the climate and everything yeah, but works they're impacting well for them. people yeah well i know that they pablo, don't belong there pablo escobar noted drug smuggler dealer you know huge kingpin kingpin everything. yeah he liked hippos and so he had some brought over from africa and then they lived in his palatial grounds he put them out there and they flourished and had babies and now there are hippos that just live there in colombia not native but they're all, if you see a hippo in Colombia, it's, you can thank Pablo Escobar for That's it. Right. That's why that happened. All right. I, uh, I teased this. The tease was the NFL's calling out the NFL, but that's not real. I first saw Albert Breer calling out the NFL. I had forgotten that he doesn't work for NFL media anymore. He works for Sports Illustrated. Okay. Right. Yeah. But he is calling out the NFL for laying off 5% of their media division earlier this month. They called it economic and industry-wide shifts. Sure. All right. Now he's saying, look, I'm sure he knows a lot of these people because he worked with them in NFL media. So he has a personal relationship to that. 
But you also can't blame somebody. When you look at the NFL, the, the news was yesterday that they're going to have a game exclusively streaming on Peacock. Not a regular season game, a playoff game this mm-hmm. season. And NBC paid $110 million for that one game on Peacock. We already know that Amazon's over $100 million for one Black Friday game. Right. They are printing money at the NFL, and yet they have the balls to look people in the eye and say, yeah, economic shifts, we got to lay off 5% of the media force, sorry. Right. So he's I, calling people out, as he should. I don't blame him. Albert Breer actually posted that yesterday when that was announced that the $110 million deal was swung. He said, yeah, kind of weird to see this while we're also hearing that the economic realities are suddenly that, that we can't keep this staff there. But I will say this. He even he said something specifically, and I don't have the direct quote, but it was, you know, the essence of it was tells you all you need to know about these owners, doesn't it? But how se- kind of like insinuating that they were selfish and that they were just in it for themselves, not thinking about any of the other employees that work for the NFL network or work for the NFL in general. And yes, he doesn't work there anymore, but he is someone who covers the NFL for uh, for SI and for uh, what is that? Uh, it's Peter the Monday morning, Monday morning quarterback. That's, that's right. That's under the SI umbrella. Yeah, and that well. was Peter King's thing that he took there. Anyway, the point is, he does have to still talk about the NFL, and he still has to maintain relationships with people, just like you know Jason Stark does, or anybody else who covers a sport. You've got to be able to occasionally dial up a front office or dial up an owner, maybe even, and talk to them about something, possibly. Right? I'm sure he doesn't do it that often to talk to an owner, but I'm sure he's got a few of their phone numbers. So this is a guy who does need to work in that realm and still called them out. I Good for Albert Breer for saying it. I think he's not wrong to point that out. Bone, what were you doing last night? I know what I was doing. Uh, what were you doing? I was watching the A's and the Diamondbacks last okay, night, as good. everybody should. I mean, don't miss it. Yeah, it's must-see uh, TV. The San Francisco Chronicle tweeted out the announced attendance at last night's game in Oakland, A's and Diamondbacks, 2,064. Oh, my. That's the announced attendance, 2,064, excluding 2020 when there were no fans because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, That is the worst attendance the A's have drawn since 1979. So I had to go back and look at some of these games from 79. Like, how bad was it in 79? Now, for the entire 1979 season, the A's drew 306,000 people, which is... That's bad. Disgusting. All right? The uh, the Coyotes probably drew more than 306,000 people in their 4,500-seat right. venue this year. <laughs> That's how bad that is. Yeah. But here's some of the low numbers from that year. Uh, September of 1979, there was a game against the White Sox. They drew 1,596 fans. Oof. Uh, series finale against the Texas Rangers on September 18th. They drew 1,037 fans. But I love this one. Uh, also, the day before, yeah. September 17th, also against the Texas Rangers, the announced attendance for that game was 750. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know why. That thought, like, no, it hurts your insides. A thousand, a thousand is not much more than that, right? Seven hundred and fifty. You're not even able to get four figures of people in oh a door to watch God. a game. That's pathetic. Hey. And I know it's not. Well, they're headed there right now, man. With this team, with their, I don't know if their run differential still as abysmal as it was. Oh, they're, they're terrible. They've just yeah, terrible. That's uh, you know the only. You know what? Here's what you should do. 
if you want to see like Shohei Otani, maybe you're saying, I would love to see him play live. He's a ridiculous freak of nature. We may never see he a player like him again. He was last night. Yeah, two home runs. Am I wrong? Or at least, I think it was one home no, run. One, but it went like a was, million miles. He was yeah. one hit shy of the cycle. Okay. That's and what, he also pitched. Right. Yes. If you want to see that, here's here's what I say is the best idea. Get a ticket to Oakland, like a plane ticket, and then just be in town for when they're coming, the Angels are, and then just you know, buy a wait ticket it outside for a dollar. Yeah. Make sure you know that he's pitching that day and then go get a ticket for $5 and go see one of the greatest ball players possibly of all time right there in front of you. Who cares about the A's? Go fill up the building to watch Shohei Otani. We're going to talk about some college football scheduling coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Still a big mess to get around and a spot to try to avoid if you don't have to go that way along. 71 southbound of the south outer belt. Getting around an earlier accident uh, from this afternoon. Traffic being directed around the accident. You're at a standstill from Frank Road. You'll be diverted off on a westbound 270 then back on again. South outer belt tied up westbound before 71 south side. Nearly 50 minutes of stop and go with an accident. Three right lanes are blocked. You're on the brakes from Allen Creek Drive. And 71 southbound of Greenlawn Avenue. Still working on an accident. It's on the right shoulder. This Report is sponsored by Audible. Kickstart your imagination with Audible. Here's celebrity and music memoirs, mysteries, true crime, and more. Audible is the home of storytelling. Audiobooks, podcasts, and originals. Sign up for a free trial at audible.com. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. No Desmond Howard death wishes since 2012. This is Man and Bone. Bone, did you know that sports gambling is legal in the state of Ohio? I am very aware of that. And did you know the only place to do all your debauchery Hmm. is the Barstool Sportsbook? It's on your phone, of course. Go to the App Store. It's there. Or you can do the in-person thing at Hollywood Casino Columbus. Brand new Barstool Sportsbook just waiting for you. They'll cater to your every need. Hmm. If you want a sandwich, they'll make you a sandwich. They will? They got restaurants there. You okay. go, oh, go. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah you go enough, have a sandwich. Right. I'm sorry. I, I was thinking just of the app, but you're right. You go in person yeah, in to person. Hollywood Casino and you can stuff. get a sandwich while get you're there. Get a sandwich and gamble and watch stuff on TV. It's beautiful. I love that. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Must be 21 or over. Uh, some scheduling stuff. Deion Sanders will make his Colorado debut on Fox's Big Noon Saturday against TCU on September 2nd. So he's jumping right into the fray. Let right. him live. Well, I mean, you would think that that's a loss for Colorado, right? I mean, it's going to be a very what are you tough talking about. They're going to win the national championship. <laughs> I don't even think. I don't think Dion believes that. I certainly don't think most people who follow that team believe that. I think they're, you know, a reasonable improvement for them this year would be five or six wins. See, I, I, massive I agree improvement. with you. If they win five, six games, and we're talking like a borderline bowl team here, coming off of a one-victory season and where that program has been, perhaps the worst Power 5 conference in college football, that's a huge improvement. Now, if it's year three and he's still winning five games, yeah, we got to talk about that. Yeah, But if he wins five games this year, that's success. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at that situation, especially with the amount of turnover they've had on the roster. Something we talked about a few weeks ago when you were out was... I don't think as many people are aware that, yes, it's been extreme. I think he had, since, they, they keep bringing up the stat, since August 1st of last year, which, reminder, he wasn't there at that time, but since August 1st of last year, I think they've had 70 guys leave the program. That's a lot of guys. That is a lot of guys, right? Some of them left before he got there. Some of them left immediately when he came in, and then a bunch have left since he's been there, where he, he came in and said, look, 
I'm not bringing any baggage with me or I've got my baggage and it's already got, you know, another name on. It's not you. I'm not dealing with you and all your crap. If you don't want to be here, I don't want you here. And he kind of made it known that I've got players that'll come with me. And if, if you don't want to be here or if I don't think you're good enough, I may tell you to leave. People looked at that harshly and said, no one's ever done it like this. And they're right. No one's ever done it to the level he's doing. But the thing we talked about a couple weeks ago when you were gone, the rule changed like two years ago where you could, they, they limited previously how many new players you could have on your roster to 25, I want to say, the NCAA did, where that was everyone. Your recruits coming in from high school, your transfers in, you couldn't have more than 25 guys new on your roster every year. That was a hard cap by the NCAA. And then a bunch of coaches in the NCAA said, well, wait a second, we got transfer portal, we got name, image, and likeness. If we do this and leave this hard cap and we'll never recruit a high school player again, we'll just get 25 transfers in and we'll never, all the high school football players will be waiting on deck trying to get to play. Yeah. So they said, all right, fine, let's remove that limit. And the coaches all wanted this. So that's why you've never seen this up until the last couple of years. And more coaches have done this. They've gotten 30 players, 35 new players, and no one's quite done it to the level where Dion, I think, is close to 50 with just his new guys. So it's a big experiment that may not work, but let's also not forget when you're getting rid of these players, cynically, sure, it's not what college football is supposed to be. They won a game last year. I mean, he's trying to build the roster and turn it over. It may not work. It may fail spectacularly, but I don't understand people who don't expect him to try some drastic measures to turn this team around a little bit quicker than, say, five years, right? He probably doesn't have five years. And he's not. That's the thing. I don't I don't know if he's good at this or not. I know he was good at it at a certain level. Well, sure. Now, yeah. can he continue to be good at it? I have no idea. But, you know, I always say this about these teams that come into Ohio State. You know, they get their million-dollar paycheck, and then they come in here and they coach scared. And they play scared. You know, it's fourth and two. Oh, we got we to punt. No, it's like, what are you talking about? Go ahead. Be crazy. No one expects you to do anything. So go ahead and, and, and try your best. Take your shot. Deion yeah. Sanders is taking his shot. Yeah. And if, if, like I said, it very well may not work. And we can have a broader discussion about should players be forced out like this, where he is basically, I mean, he's told guys, you know, or his position coaches have told guys, you're not going to be here. You, well, look, we don't have a way. We don't. We don't see a vision for you, you here. You know, you know me. Of the two of us, I am. I'm probably a bigger traditionalist. Am I? Am I exaggerating? No, I think you're right. With that, all right. They're guaranteed a scholarship. They're not guaranteed oh, playing yeah. time. Yep. All right. That's now, right. if the school is going to them saying, "Oh, and by the way, clear out your dorm. You're done here. You can't stay here." Then I have a problem with that. We yeah. need to look into that. But all of these guys, unless that news is not being reported, and it should. All of these guys who are being told we don't have room for you are not being kicked out of their dorm and saying your scholarship is no longer valid. They're simply saying you can stay and go to school here for free if you want to. You're just not going to play. Yeah. And that that has happened, by the way. All these it's funny because I read these articles a few weeks ago and it just kind of bugged me how it seems like every article is like it's not saying, wow, this is interesting. It may or may not work. It was Deion Sanders is ruining college football in some way acting like Deion Sanders is the guy who did all this stuff are you not aware that the rules changes that had to happen were done before Deion Sanders got to this level of college football number one also there are other coaches who do this every single year and their names are guys like Nick Saban right Kirby Smart I'm quite sure Urban Meyer and Ryan Day have done this 
on occasion with players. Yeah, but they're not dressing up in Macho Man Randy Savage's (laughs) cowboy hat for the spring game. That's that's the difference. And I get it. Dion is a polarizing figure without the cowboy hat and without the speech at the beginning where he comes in with video cameras. Dion has always been a polarizing guy. I feel like some of the media coverage, though, is at least going that way because, one, it's drastic, but, two, it's Dion, a guy who has already had a lot of people have an opinion on him before he ever got to coaching football, right? They have an opinion of him based on him as a player. And and all I'm asking in that is to say, like Brad McMurphy had a, a headline basically of the, an article he wrote about it that said, Deion Sanders is definitely doing some drastic things. What remains to be seen is whether or not it'll work. And I think that's totally fair to say, this is drastic. This is, un- yeah. we've never seen this. He may suck and be fired in two years. Or it may work. But a lot, there was an article back when we were talking about this, where the AD for Colorado was asked, do you still support Deion Sanders? It's like, I'm sorry, the guy hasn't coached a game yet. Like, I understand a lot of people are transferring out. I understand this is a bit drastic. But he was being asked, do you support the guy you hired three months ago? While no football has been played yet other than a spring game, do you still stand behind this guy? As if he's almost at risk of getting fired before he ever coaches a game. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I think it's unique and different. We'll see if it works. I guarantee you this, if they go 1-11 next year, then that question's justified. Right? If, if they yeah, are an embarrassment, if Dion's teams just look like they're getting outplayed every single level, then that's a whole other story. But we just aren't there yet. We may get there after week one against DCU. We may already be there very quickly. Who knows? Rapid fire coming up next. Colin Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. It's still a big mess on 71 South out of the South Outer Belt. Uh, traffic uh, more stopped than go there with an accident. You're going to be directed around the accident area. Stop traffic for Frank Road. You'll be diverted off onto westbound 270. And, of course, the South Outer Belt ramp westbound to 71 South Side is closed because of that accident as well. Bryce Road at Scarborough Boulevard uh, picked up an accident with injuries there. Police activity still in play on Eakin Road to Wedgwood Drive. You want to steer clear of that area if you can, too. This traffic report is sponsored by ExpressPros.com. Take the stress out of your job search. Visit ExpressPros.com for jobs from a variety of industries with more than 860 local-owned offices. The Express team is ready to help you find your next job. Go to ExpressPros.com. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. The only thing harder than common man's arteries is T-Bone thinking about a red-bellied woodpecker. This is Man and Bone. Uh, Nick Cannon has 12 children that's with, that's uh, with quite six a, women quite a bit and so he said for mother's day he really wanted to let all of these women know how much they mean to him okay so he sat down and wrote very personalized handwritten notes for each of them okay which is a very nice sentiment uh he also admitted that he messed up and sent them to the wrong women oh no and so some of his baby mamas opened up the car. Oh, from Nick. I love you, Denise. I always have. My name's Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I was going to make the joke. He did a very... When you were saying he did a very nice thing, my joke was going to be, what, learned their names? But then... Well, but I mean, he knows their names, just not their addresses, well, apparently. It was a clerical error. I'm sure he does know all of these people. They all know each other, right? But... He just messed up sending out the cards. That's too bad. But mm-hmm. also, that is literally the bed you've made. <laughs> when you've 
had six partners with 12 kids. I mean, Mother's Day is going to get expensive. That's just how that works. I assume in polygamy land, uh, Valentine's Day is not cheap or Mother's Day for that matter, right? I mean, if you've got a lot of wives, you have to probably get gifts for all of them. Mm-hmm. That's a choice you've made. You've opted into that. Teddy's got a lot of wives. He lives in polygamy. I know. No, just one. Rapid fire. Rapid rapid fire. Sponsored by Custom Air. Custom Air. Custom solutions. Custom comfort. All right, Teddy. Rapid fire number one. In our lifetime, do you think we'll ever see the Ohio State-Michigan game played at night? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I I mean, unless I die tomorrow, which is always a possibility. But uh, look, I wouldn't be able to predict everything we've seen up to this point. Did I ever think that we would have a Big Ten with more than 10 teams? No. no. Did I ever think that we'd have a playoff game online only in the NFL? No. But you have an entire sports league, Major League Soccer, where if you want to watch a team's game, you have to sign up for a premium platform on Apple TV. I didn't think we'd ever be at this point. So, no. Do I see it in the next five years? No. No. But nothing would surprise me. Would I I want to see it at noon for the rest of my life. But I know it's not going to be. I mean, did you ever think you'd see USC and UCLA in the Big Ten? No. There's so many things that have changed. I, I think this is, this is likely to change, too. Ohio State and Gene Smith say, never, never will we have a night game in November at the Shoe. It's not safe. It's too cold. It's not good for our student athletes. And what did we just see a couple days ago? November 11th, this year, Michigan State at home, shoe, 730. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's going to change at some point in our lifetime. I would, If you said in the next 10 years, I would even still say yes. I think that's probably likely to happen. Rapid fire number two. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Abuka were named the best current wide receiver duo in college football by ESPN. Do you think they're a better twosome than Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave? Yes. Uh, I th- Yes, I agree with you. Yes. I also think Marvin Harrison Jr. is better than anyone on that list. And then Emeka Buka is the potential to be as good as Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. So, yes, I think that is correct. Rapid fire number three. There were some rumors that Zeke could be headed to Cleveland, headed to, Cleveland to back up Chubby Time. Do you think that would be a good fit for him and the Browns? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he's a, he's a backup running back at this point, and he's not a bad option, depending on how much money you pay him, as long as he keeps his puma on a leash and doesn't attack pool people or maybe stays out of a parking garage and right, I mean, assaulting security guards. Other than that, right. yes. We've had some issues with his animals, right? There's been that. But uh, overall, I do think, yeah, I mean, Ezekiel Elliott still has something left in the tank, and I think he could be a nice addition to that that running back room for the Browns. But yeah, there's a clear and undisputed leader in Cleveland. That's why I think it would work. I think it would be less ideal if it was a situation where you're not sure who the number one guy is because I don't think Zeke should be the number one guy for a team at this point well, in his he's, career. He's not going to be. No. Rapid fire number four. New Broncos head coach Sean Payton joked about giving a $50 gift card to the rookie who gives the media the most generic answer. So, what's the most generic sports answer you can give, and what store or restaurant do you want a gift card to? Uh, usually, for me, the most generic answer is, it is what it is. I can't believe you got that one, too. That's exactly the one it I put down. It is what it is. And I would get a Burger King gift card just to give to Bone, because that's what <laughs> that's type nice of nice of friend I am. That is nice of you. Uh, since you, are, you said the one I was going to do, the other one is, we'll have to let it all play out. Mm-hmm. Or we'll have to see how it goes. That That is the filler word of all filler words in a press conference. Well, you know, we'll have to look. And uh, 
you know, we hope we, we prepare, we do all that. We'll have to see how it goes, but uh, I think we'll get a deal done or whatever. That's how it always is. For me, I would want, I'm going to be selfish, uh, I would want a Fleet Feet running store gift card so I can go buy some more running shoes. Now, if we're talking about, like, j- bad journalism, lazy journalism, the most coach-speak thing they say is whatever could happen as soon as today. <laughs> as soon as, As yes. soon as today. Yes, anything in the world. The sun could explode as, as soon, soon as, today. as today. Sources. Yeah, that's, and that's not likely. But no, but it's technically good. true. Rapid fire number five. Today, it's National Classic Movie Day. Give me a movie from before 1970 that you enjoy watching. Um, I'm not a big classic movie guy. You know, I like the, the Hitchcock stuff, the Psychos and the Vertigos, and maybe the big epics like Ben-Hur and Ten Commandments and Lawrence of Arabia. That's yeah. probably my jam. Yeah, I uh, I definitely think... A majority of my movies I've watched that are before 1970 are Christmas movies, so It's a Wonderful Life. You know I love. I know you hate it. Uh, but like Miracle on 34th Street, that's also nice. That was an older movie. I'll give you a few that are not that. Citizen Kane I like a lot, and I know that sounds very film school. Art no, who film, cares? But I, like, I actually like Citizen Kane. Uh, I like Duck Soup. I don't know Duck Soup. Duck Soup is a... If you ever want to see the Marx Brothers in their prime in a movie... That it's got all you know, Groucho, Harpo, all the Marx Brothers doing their thing. Is there more? What do you mean? Oh uh, yeah, there's a uh, Jeff. No, I don't remember. <laughs> Carl. Carl, of you course. Know, Carl was all around there. You know, funny communist. <laughs> Carl Marx. Right? Yeah, I don't remember all their names. Uh, Shecky and Ducky and Plucky <laughs> and Pluto. I don't know all the Marx Brothers. They were there. And then, but yes, that's well, Groucho and Harpo. I know. I yes. just didn't know if there was more. There are. I don't remember right. the names, but there's like three or there's four. There's Kylie. Of them that are on, yeah. There's Kendall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other one. What was the? Oh, I. I and I know again. They're not your cup of tea. Abbott and Costello movies. Those I watched probably a dozen Abbott and Costello movies when I was a kid. I never watched any of those like creepy, scary ones that they did, or you know, air quotes scary. scary. Come on, well, no, scary! They, they would, I, right? They would do the thing where it's like the thing from the great beyond is like you know heckling them and chasing them all through a movie, and they would just have hilarious hijinks ensue. I never watched those, but yeah, I mean, there were plenty of those Abbott and Costello movies I enjoyed back in the day. Teddy, what about you? Classic movies. It's funny. I was thinking about the Abbott and Costello movies. I watched some of those um, years ago that I enjoyed, but. The ones that I really like and still watch today is the uh, Clint Eastwood movies, like The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Or, oh, you yeah. Know, any of those that he put the spaghetti westerns out in the 60s, love those. Yeah, westerns are obviously yeah, Dirty, big H- Dirty Harry was the 70s, right? Yeah. I feel like that's correct. Yes. A lot of the John Wayne stuff would have been 60s, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm not the big, I wasn't the biggest John Wayne guy. I feel like, you, I, and again, it's probably going to upset some people who like that. I feel like if you saw one John Wayne movie, you kind of saw all of them. Because it was just John Wayne acting like himself in whatever the plight was of the current movie. What was the movie with John Wayne being John Wayne but Oriental? What was that movie? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, no. I did not know that. That's not... <laughs> Teddy, can you find that's that? That's not okay. The name of that? Well, I <laughs> mean, it was, it was different I know, then. but it's still... I mean, we can look no, down and you say wouldn't make it in 2023, idea. but yes. I mean, it was like, hey, we need, we need an Asian person. John Wayne's available. All right, I, we can work with that. We I got mascara. Say, I can't remember who the actress he was. He was in the uh, Conqueror, which was uh, That's, based uh, Ging- on Genghis, Genghis Khan. Khan. That's yeah, right. He played oh, Genghis Khan. John Wayne <laughs> as Genghis oh, Khan. No. Oh, no. Why? 
Then again, I say that we had like, we got to watch it. Well, we got to watch that. Why not? Well, I mean, yeah. How would we ever do that in modern? Thank goodness. Modern Hollywood has moved on as Tom Cruise stars in the last samurai. (laughs) Right. I mean, we did do that not too long he ago. Was, he was well, supposed to be a white guy in that Yeah, movie, but though. he was not playing an Asian no, character. Yeah. But the story was, it's like there's a bunch of samurais and Hollywood was like, we got to wedge this white guy in there. Let's get let's get Tom Cruise in there because we can't find an Asian actor to play a samurai. No, we've got to have Tom Cruise. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, did baseball things. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. A new big mess on the roadways to be concerned about if you're headed out to the roads along the south outbound westbound before 71 south side. Accident has three right lanes blocked. Your stop traffic pretty much from Allen Creek Drive. It's involving a semi and a dump truck in the backup, so obviously that is going to be a major mess added on to our problem already. On 71 southbound at the south outer belt, traffic uh, there at pretty much a standstill with an accident. You're being directed around the accident. You'll be diverted off onto westbound 270. Still that police activity. Eakin Road to Wedgwood drive. You want to steer clear of that. That's at least stop and go. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Make your summer getaway to a new bed. Shop Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. Save up to 50% on top brands with Queen starting at just $179.99. Plus, save up to $500 on select Tempur-Pedic adjustable mattress sets. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. We did the math. Common Man has hosted over 5,000 shows on the van. Three of them have been halfway decent. Here's Man and Bone. This isn't one of them. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company. Good news, Bone. John Rahm has committed to the memorial. World number one. He will be here. Love that. That's great for the memorial. Glad to see all the big names coming to this tournament yet again. And uh, your favorite guy, Mason Rudolph, is staying with Mm. the Steelers after, air quotes, testing free agency. By testing, his agent called some teams and said, do you like my guy? They said no. Mm -hmm. And so he went back to the Steelers. Well, and mayhaps, let's say that they probably, he might have got some interest. And it was, yeah, we have interest in you as a backup. And he probably thought, no, no, no. That's of course, it's a backup. Well, what I'm saying he's, is, though, he's going back to be the third string quarterback. So you know, there wasn't an opportunity for him to even be a second string quarterback yeah. anywhere else. Who's their second string guy? Mitch. Oh gosh, I forgot. That's right, they got Mitch. Yeah, I Mitch totally Trubisky's forgot about there. that. Yeah, because obviously they got tiny hands, Kenny Pickett out there. That's right, slinging it's, it. It's Kenny's team. Mm-hmm. Hometown Kenny, mm. going to make it happen. Uh, speaking of uh, guys that aren't Mason Rudolph, <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs> Bill's quarterback was up in Toronto taking BP at the Blue Jackets or Blue Jackets. Them too. The Blue Jays game. Blue Jays. Hey, everybody. Blue Jays. And uh, in batting practice, he cranked out four home runs. All right. Yeah. Four home runs. However, that was not the best performance of the day because I guess all the quarterbacks went up there and had a go at it. Uh, Matt Barkley, who is their backup quarterback in Buffalo, I didn't know. He hit five home runs Wow! in batting practice. And he didn't even have to look over at the Yankees' dugout to hit those home runs. <laughs> you didn't see that story. That's, I, I saw it, but this is the big thing with Aaron Judge now. I didn't, I didn't, what was your thought on that story? If you haven't seen this, Aaron Judge cranked a home run last night. He had two of them in that game, if I'm not mistaken. But on the first one, he's clearly during the at-bat looking over at the dugout and looking at his dugout. As he's standing there getting ready to hit, he glances over every pitch. And after the game, and then he hits one out and, you know, 
the Jays were kind of making the thing about this. They were even making a deal about it on the broadcast saying, look at him, looking over at the dugout. Why is he doing that? They're obviously thinking maybe he was stealing a sign. This is, uh, he said he, there was some chatter going on in the dugout. He wanted to see what the hell was going on, which yes. call me naive. I'm inclined to believe. Well, right. The, so the story on this was Aaron Boone got tossed during his at bat for arguing balls and strikes. Because there was a pitch that was low. He had already looked over a couple times before this. And then there's a pitch that was low. It was called a strike. And Aaron Boone is screaming. And everybody's screaming from the dugout. And then the umpire just tosses Aaron Boone almost before he even gets out of the dugout. He just tosses him. Then, of course, he comes out, gets his money's worth. Everybody's still yelling. Aaron Judge's story after the game was, I was looking over there because I wanted to see who was still yelling. Yeah. Because he's like, I'm trying to hit here. I get it. This guy's been bad, but I'm trying to work right now. Can you guys I I understand that completely. I think it's totally believable. A guy like Aaron Judge, if he's going to steal a sign or get some sort of sign, he's not just going to stare at the dugout. You don't stare at cleavage when you're out and about. You give it a glance. (laughs) So Unless you're really creepy where he's like, "Mm." right. You you don't just stare into the dugout and say, "Where's my sign now?" Yeah, yeah. And he, I mean, his eyes were just darting over there very quickly, so it's possible he was. But no, he's not. No, Get I'm saying here. it's theoretically possible. But now the the apparently the Jays are all about they've they've complained to the league about it. Aaron Judge today has said that he has some choice words about the broadcasters insinuating that he's cheating for the Blue Jays. He uh, declined to share them, but according to Brian Hoke. Quote, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, Brian Hoke. Brian, Brian Hoke, our guy. I'm not happy about it, but people can say what they want. I've still got a game to play. I've got things to do. So anyway, he's, he's, uh, Aaron Judge not thrilled with this. The Jays are insinuating he's cheating. He's saying I'm not. And I think it's much ado about nothing. I will say one of those times where he looks over, he looks over and a half second later, the pitch is on the way. And I don't even know how you could register... What I'm saying is if he was doing it to cheat, I don't think you'd gain much of an advantage from it. It seemed like it was a massive distraction, right? He looked, he, he looked annoyed. Yes, he looked annoyed. I'm saying if he was trying to steal a sign, he's looking over the dugout and then has about a half a second until the pitch is coming to him, and he's got to process what their sign was, what the pitch is doing on its way to him, and all that in a fraction of a second. He's got to make the adjustment and try to hit it. Seems like you'd just be better off being Aaron Judge and staring at the pitcher if that was what he was trying to do, I'm defending him by saying I don't think he needs that. I don't. I think he's too good of a player. I don't think you get any real advantage from knowing what's coming because at that point you probably would have you would have just been better off just watching the pitch itself. Did you see the pitch though? Too it was like right down the middle of play. It was yeah, a slider yeah. that didn't I mean, really have much action. Yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was a, a meatball, slider man. that just stayed right there. Yeah, it was the type of uh, pitch you do not want to give Aaron Judge if you'd like the ball to stay in the park. You're correct. Uh, anyway, Josh Allen played baseball in high school. He pitched and hit. Oh, yeah, uh, Max Preps said that. he had a 2.05 ERA as a pitcher and hit 352 in three varsity seasons. Okay. So, breaking news. Josh Allen, good athlete. Well, that's that's just it, right? I, I think it's always funny when you hear these stories about players. They say, yeah, did you know Dewan Jones played basketball? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's impressive because of how big he was. But do you think offensive linemen are not good athletes? Do you think quarterbacks are not good athletes? Just because maybe they're not setting the blazing 40 time. I right. think sometimes that's what we assume is that's athleticism. It's also an athlete if you can move mountains of muscle out of the way for running backs or if you can throw the ball 80 yards on a dime. That's also being quite athletic. So, yeah. 
Josh Allen, not surprising that he was a solid athlete and a very good hitter in high school. We have some college athletics financials to examine. That sounds very boring, but I promise it won't be. Mm. This is the, I, you know what I'm going to break that. This promise. is the Ernst and Young version know. of we're we're going to audit a whole bunch of NFL teams coming up. It'll be great. Uh, college college teams. college. I'm sorry, yeah, college, not NFL even team. better. That's good. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. It continues to be a big mess for drivers on 71 southbound of the South Outer Belt. It's an accident traffic being directed around the accident area, which is good. You're still moving, but it's going to be very slow moving. Stop traffic pretty much from Frank Road. You're going to be diverted off onto westbound 270 and then back around the accident again. Now, the South Outer Belt westbound before 71 south side. About uh, an hour, hour and a half maybe of delay time there with an accident. Three-way lanes are blocked. Traffic at a standstill from Allen Creek Drive. It's involving a semi and a dump truck in that accident back up all Ready. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Invisible Fence brand gives your pets the freedom to enjoy their yard and you the confidence in your decision. For a limited time, they're taking 50% off the installation of your system in honor of their 50th anniversary. Visit InvisibleFence.com. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Does excessive amounts of Prozac make your sack droop down to your knees? Asking for a friend. My friend's name is Mike. Back to Droopy Sack and T-Bone. Oh, it's Droopy. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. So glad you've tuned in. Did I do Hinderer? Yes? Uh, no? we, you asked that last yes. time. You I did, did it already? Yeah. You did it. You yeah. did it like well, what did, what didn't I do? Nothing? Did you've I? done them all. Look at you me. Look at I got an hour to spare. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> What a professional. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Did by I tell way. you I'm not going to be here tomorrow, by the way? Oh, you're not? Yeah. No, Ted's out. Oh, it's Wednesday, Ted. Yeah, yeah, but Wednesday's it's Wild Card out. Wednesday. I'm saddened by that now. Who, I'm out. Who's uh, producing tomorrow? The Boatman. The Boatman. Bodie will be here. Boatman's growing a beard. Oh, oh yeah? is he? I noticed Have that. Have you noticed? No. Yeah. I mean, I he, look, he looks stubble. good. I like him with the beard. Okay. I guess I got to pay more attention. And Caleb cut his hair. Oh, yeah. I don't I know what the that. hell's going on. Yeah. I saw he had an Orlando Magic hat on the other day. I'm not yeah, sure what that's all about. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's just a team Is that he just, likes. Yeah, I maybe guess. It's, maybe it's a team that he actually roots for. Maybe it's just a team that the hat's there, and it's a nice hat. Or it could I, be, yeah, be like you. you wearing hats of teams oh, yeah. like Brooklyn and Oh, it's else? so funny. Uh, Tyvis Powell, who, of course, like, you know, he and I have gotten to know each other by working here, but he didn't know me until, you know, he came to work at the station. And he saw me one of the first days I was here wearing a Brooklyn Nets hat. And so then a couple months later, he goes, hey, man, let's talk about your Nets. And I was like, oh, no, I don't. They're not my Nets. They're just I just like the hat as just it matches my outfit to quote mm. Matty Ice from you way know, I, back I, in the I day. Used, I used to have that. <laughs> I got to find it. Oh, oh by the way, uh, Caleb said, Mike, you're the first person to notice that he has a haircut and you are famous for noticing people. With I, haircuts. I observe you, yeah. everything. Yeah. I notice everything about everybody. It matches my outfit. Matt Hayes back Matt in the Hayes. day. Matty yep. Ice. That was before he became Matty Ice. That's right. And he was just intern Matt Hayes. It matches my outfit. Yep. He uh I think we did a dance mix to this. We were talking with him today about shoes. How he's he's got quite the collection of shoes going on. He said it's going to be a problem because he'll buy a pair of shoes to go with a a certain outfit, certain look. He'll have the shoes, they'll come in, he'll wear them out to whatever event it is, and then the shoes go away. And stay in his closet must, and then be nice. never puts him back on again. It matches my outfit. That's a Joey banger. Bosa likes it this. Matches my outfit. This is a banger from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Old school. Yeah. One of our it first hits. Matches my outfit. 
This is all. This is all it is for a minute. That's all it is. Matches my outfit. I don't even think it's timed up correctly to an actual. No, it's like, not. Four, four, not four beat. A, there's not no. even a beat to it. I didn't make this for whatever it's worth. I just want to say that. Okay, it was not me. You want to play some stuff that you did make? No, because it's all horrible. It's terrible. Maybe some Lynn sanity. No, did you please, do that? God, no. I was hoping nobody would bring that up because yesterday we talked about Jeremy Lynn hurting his head. And uh, oh, that's right. He did hurt his head. Yeah, he may retire. Because of well, the head injury. Tribute. New York is made of virtual insanity. Now all plays seem to be going through this armor grab. Oh, Houston traded. Best boy golf they never had. Oh, New York's full of sound. When wind shoots from downtown. Mm. This is where you and Torg said, why not do... Hey, dude. Virtual insanity, but make it about Jeremy Lin. And I said, you guys know I can't sing. Do we have anyone else that could do this? And you said, no, you've got to sing it. But I can't sing. So I had to do... Do you know how many times I had to pitch correct and auto-tune that? And that's the best best I could get out of it. Jesus, I mean, that was produced as all get-out, and I still can barely get anything out of my voice. I just saw Eddie George on TV. Oh, dude. I'm I'm telling you something with Eddie George. Mm -hmm. You could tell... If I didn't know anything about Eddie George, and you just said... Buckeyes have signed a five-star guy to play, and they just showed... How old's Eddie? 50? Yeah, probably. They 50-year-old Eddie George. Be like, all right. Looks about right. Eddie George looks like he can still go out there and kick everybody's ass. Well, you used to say that about uh, the ultra back, right? Raymond Harris. Raymond Harris? Yeah. I haven't seen Raymond in a few years, but unless he hit the skids... Raymond was always the guy that they would put in the jersey when you would see a jersey unveiling and there would be a a real person wearing the jersey with the helmet and it'd be, hey, here's the new Nike outfit they're going to wear for this game. A lot of times that was him modeling it for social media and Mm -hmm. all the pictures that you saw. I always wonder what would have happened to him if he didn't break his collarbone. Maybe the answer is still would have flamed out in the league and had his cup of coffee and that was it. But that was uh, him with the Chicago Bears going on the road winning a playoff game. And he was the feature guy. Yeah, right. He was the feature back, and he was really the only offense because the starting quarterback was Steve freaking Walsh. Ugh. Yeah, not great. No. By the way, Eddie George, born in 1973, so he is due to turn he's, he's 50. 50. He's he's 49. He'll turn Happy 50 f- later this year. When? When's his birthday? Hang on. It didn't Because we didn't. have to dedicate the whole show when it's 50th well, birthday. Well, let me tell you what. You're going to rub oil oh. on his bald head. <laughs> I would love to. Have him rub it all over your body. (laughs) That'd be fine. Uh, He is uh, September 24th, 1973. All right. So, knee deep in football season. Hang on a second. Hang on. I just want to see the OSU schedule. When do we play Notre Dame? Isn't that around that time? I wonder if it's actually like the day of. That's the day of. The whole. Take it to the bank. You can't lose on Eddie George's birthday. Oh, you know what? Saturday, September 23rd. Is the game? Oh, so you so win Sunday, and then Sunday's celebration time. All right, Sunday, September twenty fourth in Columbus, Ohio, needs to be Eddie George Day, right? Especially if they win. Yeah, but it needs to. We need to celebrate Eddie George regardless. That Monday, why don't we celebrate him? I think that'd be a great. Well, idea. I saw Eddie George on TV. I also saw him in this story. Eddie George is joining the Chicago Bears coaching staff for the next couple of weeks. The oh. Bears, the Bears announced yesterday that he's going to be joining the team for the next two weeks. As part of the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship, George is currently the head coach at Tennessee State, and he's gone nine and thirteen over his first two seasons at the school. So he's just going to be there, wow, helping out the Bears as like a coaching intern. 
So Eddie George, that's I mean that's I'm glad that this program exists. I'm glad that Eddie George is getting. He clearly wants to be a coach at some level of football. He's been coaching. Uh, is it Tennessee State? Yeah, I just said it, Tennessee State. Okay, yeah. So he clearly wants to coach. The pathway to get there, for whatever reason, has not been easy for the NFL. Now, if only he had the illustrious career of Josh McCown, he might have already had an interview with the Texans. But you know, God forbid, that's not an organization or a city he has any familiarity Can I tell you with. Too? Playing for the Houston area, by the way. That's punishment. No, of course it is. But he I'm should, just saying it was BS that Josh McCown coach. got a got a looky loo or even was bandied about as a possible head coach when Eddie George now has actually done a little coaching and it's like, well, we might let him do a couple weeks with the Bears. If he wanted Bears. to be your offensive coordinator, Bears. let him be your offensive coordinator. He's he can do it. He's the Hurley boy of running backs. Let him go. Let's where do did, it. Uh, where did Looky Lou come from? I don't know. How do you, what do you think the origin story of Looky Lou oh, is? I would love this is the this is the TV show that I Looky need. Lou. I need to know the etymology of words. Is that? I think that's it. Etymology the, of ent, words and the entomensology. The entomens, of words. The coffee cake of where words came from. Mm-hmm. I want to know though. Like I have no idea where Looky Lou came from. Uh, well, I hope we can find out. Are uh, we going to do the college financials? Do you have oh, that yeah, story? I have that. The, uh, Go ahead. I don't yeah. Care. So 10 programs have posted more than $100 million in revenue in the 2021-2022 fiscal year. Uh, and then the SEC and the Big Ten have generated more than a billion dollars apiece. New York is made of virtual insanity. The uh, University of Texas had the nation's best. I don't know where that came from. $161.5 million. New York is made of Ted, <laughs> stop. That's more than champion of the college football season, Georgia, with $155.9 million. Uh, all this, by the way, comes from the U.S. Department of Education's Equity and Athletics Data Analysis. Additional individual programs to generate more than $100 million in revenue during the 2021 season, which is the season we have the most recent records for, include Notre Dame at $136.7 million, Oklahoma $132 million, Michigan $131 million, Bama 127, Penn State 107, Auburn 106, Ohio State 101.9. Hey, everybody. 101.9 million. 101.9. And the Tennessee Vols at 101 flat. Not a dollar over. Mm -hmm. 101 million exactly. Hey, Rex. Oh, God. Keep the team together. The quarterback you're getting has been known to pray whenever. Uh, Run the wild cat tonight, so stick around. This is Tebow and the Jets. You're going to get an extra draft pick in the seventh round. You want to die? I do. Why? Why are you playing it? It's so bad. not? God, I worked so hard on those, and they are so terrible. Did you really work hard on those? Yeah. I don't believe you. No, I wouldn't have had to work as hard if we had someone who could sing. I had to write the lyrics for it, because this is how, again, you and Torg would say, I don't have a song about this, and then I would have to write all the lyrics for it. I'd have to find the music for it. I'd have to then learn the song, because mind you, I don't know any of these songs. I'm stupid. Then I had to try to sing it, and then I have to edit it and make it all a thing. Cross eye bear. Yeah, I think this is me sing, singing this song. What is this one? Listeria, don't you? Oh, <laughs> this is from. Don't uh, you remember? Well, we had a little ice cream this issue around these parts. Jenny's ice cream yeah. had the uh, had the issue, and then <laughs> then I did this. Ice cream cone, cayenne peach, yeah. 
could have tried to clean your factory. Uh, this is better Terrible. than mine. No, it's better out than mine. Out of bleach, All right, that's enough. Oh, God. We didn't even get to the best part, though. Uh, you got any gum? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, Man, uh, this show's hit the skids, hasn't it, Teddy? Jesus. You know, you know what? I was going to say, hit, hit the skids. It was always on the skids, well, apparently. sometimes I think maybe we should do more of those. And then you play one of them, and no, I go, thank no, God no, we no. don't do those as much anymore. No, that we're was, done with bits. Those were awful. Bits are done. Well, we could do a bit every now nope, and then. done. Why not? You know what? If we're going to do a bit, it's going to be a live bit. A live bit? All right, like the queen comes on, and that's your bit. Oh, I see. Okay. But in terms of pre-producing stuff? Yeah, yeah. I'd much rather improv it anyway. Why, like, write it Why why actually make it funny? (laughs) (laughs) No, that's too much work. And look how good they are when we do put all the work into them. They they suck. Uh, Get ready for a lot of Kansas City Chiefs football. A lot. Details next, and no more singing. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. No traffic totally out of tune on 71 southbound at the South Outer Belt. About uh, three or four minutes of stop and go at least. Just trying to get to the point where they're diverting you around this earlier accident. Traffic uh, stopped from right around Frank Road. You're going to be diverted off onto westbound 270 back on again, but that's what's taking up all the time. South Outer Belt westbound before 71 south side. Accident three right lanes are blocked here on the brakes from Allen Creek Drive. Also a tie-up on 5th Avenue at 670 working around an accident there. This traffic report sponsored by eBay Motors. You do anything to keep your vehicle happy. Let's make sure it stays running smoothly. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, the right parts are just a click away, and when you see the green check, you know that part will fit. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. So glad you're here. You know what tomorrow is? Oh, I know what tomorrow Tomorrow's is. my favorite day of the week. Yep, Ted's not here. Oh, no. That's that, not what you meant. It's my second <laughs> favorite day of the week. <laughs> Wild Card Wednesday! Wild yeah! Card Wednesday. Tell your friends tomorrow, and tomorrow, if you utter the phrase that pays, you get a million dollars. Uh, what? What is that? Can I utter it? No, you don't know it. Well, do you know it? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you say it? They get doll hairs or... <laughs> no, no. If you can think of the exact phrase that I have in my head right now. Oh, gosh, yeah. You get a million dollars. From who? From you? Yeah. You have a million dollars to no, give away. but you're not going to guess what I'm thinking. I'm oh, sick. Sick, I tell you. <laughs> send those to the burner phone. Just send those out, because I think that's the best idea. What's the number for the burner phone? Oh, I have it here. It's 614-787-3093. You that's can right. uh, send us whatever phrase you think. Mike has on his mind, and if you're right, he says you'll win a million dollars. Let's talk about Dick, the Dick Masheter Ford fan poll, 971thefan.com. With NBC's streaming service now carrying Big Ten basketball and NFL games, will you buy Peacock? Yes or no? And if you already have it, you can just choose yes. Yeah. Because you have it. Uh, I have it already. I never watch it, but my wife watches things on it, so... Mm -hmm. I yep. have it. I'm ready to go. 
we have it. I watch soccer on it, and then the kids watch stuff on it. My wife watches stuff on it. So, yeah, we're good to go. I mean, I, I look at it this way. Uh, I'm not a big fan of every one of these networks now having their own thing. Today, the uh, the Champions League game. There was AC, on Paramount Plus. AC Milan versus Inter Milan. It's one of the great rivalries in soccer. There's only four teams left in Champions League. This is the second game. These two teams share a stadium. That's how closely linked they are. And they're playing each other for a spot in the final of the Champions League of Europe. That game was on Paramount Plus. It was not on regular, you know, CBS, whatever it should be. Why? Because they want you to go and buy this thing. And they're not, I'm telling you, they, they, they're starting out with some games that are, oh, this is only going to be on, you know, exclusive. They are moving an NFL playoff game to a streamer. They will put Ohio State and Michigan on a streaming service at some point. Maybe not this year, not right off the bat. They will do that at some point, right? The big games will get moved eventually to streamers because they know that's what moves the needle. How did Big Ten Network get going? When they, were, when they had, you know, I don't know, whatever the equivalent was, Indiana and Rice playing, nobody was putting that game on. No one cared. When Ohio State had a game, though, on Big Ten Network, then everybody cared. That's when everyone jumped on and said, "All right, we got to get it on our cable." And it, remember, it was a fight. It was right down to the wire. And then finally, right before the season, they added it to all the cable packages around here, and suddenly you could watch Big Ten Network. Uh, Tanner Holden entered the portal. He did nothing this past season. You know, for all the talk about, well, young team, young freshman didn't do anything. Tanner Holden was one of these guys that was supposed to play significant minutes for this team, and it never happened. He transferred in from Wright State, and now he's back at Wright State. <laughs> he yeah. has transferred back to Wright State, probably wanting to forget all about his time in Columbus. Yeah, I can't. We say already that I, have. Can't say that I blame him. Uh, but what a weird circuit. I mean, I would feel bad if I were him, just because he could have stayed at Wright State and just never had that year going away. Maybe he found value in going here for a year, oh, and maybe trust he me, I'm sure he did whatever. But I'm just saying, like, if I were him, I would say, yeah, I don't know that that was all worth it. And then, you know, going back to where he was, that's probably the better fit for him. And then we'll see. Hopefully he has a good year. Uh, before we get to the Chiefs thing, one more uh, college football scheduling nugget. Penn State will host Iowa in the first announced Big Ten CBS game. This is not going to be the first one. It's the first announced. First this one we is, have a time for. Right. Yes. September 23rd at 8 p.m., and of course, in typical Penn State fashion, they have already declared this game a whiteout game. Yeah, because they, no, they have nothing else. Whatever. That's all they have. Enjoy. Yeah, it's a weird place over there. I wouldn't want to go. Uh, Jim Nance, well, you were stumping for him yesterday. We need to play Penn State every year. I'd miss them. I, I, I never want to play him again. Hell with I'd them. I'd miss them. I just thought they were probably the, the second biggest rival the Buckeyes have after Michigan. Move to the new Big 12. <laughs> I'm done with with Penn State. (laughs) Yeah, why don't you go play in the ACC? We'd rather. I'll tell you this: I'd much rather have like North Carolina and a few of those schools than have Penn State. I'm with you on that. So Jim Nance, of course, he's the number one guy on CBS for the NFL season. Uh, He says that there is a possibility that he and Tony Romo could call nine Chiefs games this season. Good night. Well, I mean, you know, Chiefs. Popular. They're still only playing 17 games, right? Yeah. As far as I'm aware. So um, that is basically half the schedule could be just a Nance and Romo calling those games. It's wild. Yeah. And the, the rest is probably Sunday night. Yeah, right. Monday, Monday night, night. Thursday, Thursday night. night. Yeah. If they're on Sunday, this is probably your crew. 
all the time. Yeah. Unless That's the Chiefs something. totally crap the bed, which nobody really expects them to do. No, but I, I mean, I guess that's what you do, right? You put the best crew, what your your A1 crew, you put them on the biggest games, and nine times out of ten, you're... I mean, I guess the thing that would give you pause on that is, are we sure the Chiefs are going to have the best game every week? They're the best team, but they might... They're the story. Right, but they also might win 35-3 to three in some of these games, right? They may have a game or two where they're just a big mismatch because whatever team they're playing maybe has an injured quarterback or they just didn't... Whatever their plan was didn't work out. Do you really need Nance and Romo calling that game? I don't know. I would we, rather maybe have someone else call it. We did this last week. We did the, the Dallas Cowboys schedule because Teddy's a Cowboy fan. Do you remember, I mean, 17 games we're talking about, how many 1 o'clock games do the Cowboys have scheduled? I'm guessing it was less than 2 or 3. 2. Oh, it was 2. Okay. For the entire season, 2. 1 o'clock kicks. 1 o'clock kicks. Noon kicks for them. 2. Jeez. Must be. I don't know if that's nice or I, not. That's not nice. I kind of like my I one like the one kicks. o'clock kicks. Are beautiful. Yeah. If I didn't do this job where we watch all the NFL because we want to keep up with everything, if I was just a Browns fan who said I I only care about the Browns, I just watch the Browns and that's it. The one o'clock starts would be so great throughout most of the year because I just get up at a reasonable time, have breakfast, get a couple things done, pop on the game. Soon as it's over, I still got my afternoon and evening left to go do other things. You know, like, 1 o'clock starts are highly underrated, in my opinion. I love them. How many Browns 1 o'clocks you have? I hope one, most. Please two, let it be most of them. 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10. Right. As it sits now, there's one to be determined. Okay. So the fact of the matter is, yet again in Browns history, this is usually the way it goes, it's easier to count the games that aren't 1 o'clock starts than the ones that are. Yes, that's right. Now, that's that's more than usual, right, to have, what you say, probably like six or seven that could be non-one o'clock starts, but I bet of those, two or three of them are West Coast games that just are 4.30 because yeah, they're Yeah, you're, you're at the Broncos, you're at the Rams, well, there's those two. are 4.30s. Yeah. Uh, you got the Jets on, right. is that Monday night or Thursday night? I don't remember. Thursday. Okay, so like. you have a night game. Yeah. Two night games at the Steelers is Monday night. Oh, right. Okay. That's week two. Sure. But everything else is uh, Sunday afternoon. Most of the time, one o'clock. Perfect. It's the way I like, I like it. Too. Feels good for me. Uh, what else did I have for you? Oh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, your guy. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's your yeah, guy, too. He's, he's our sure. guy. He's our guy. Of course, he's drafted by the Seahawks. He's going through minicamp right now. He says about the hamstring, I feel great, feel 100%, ready to go, happy to be out here competing. Says just taking it slow, taking it one step at a time, and getting ready for the next step. They're just trying to control and make sure everything goes smoothly. They're doing a great job of doing that. So, all right, yeah, just one hundred percent feeling good. Love that, love that for him. And I, I do think that's a good landing spot for him. If Geno Smith can continue to be decent for the next few years, I think. I mean, that's a big weapon for him. And I think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to have a really good year. Isn't Geno making some ridiculous amount of money this season, like fifty-three million dollars just this year alone? Is that right? I know. I, I want to say that that's feels, true. That feels correct. Hang on. Uh, also, John Wayne is playing him in a movie. Uh, I don't think that's right. Oh, here, hang on, hang on. John Wayne stars as Geno Smith. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's that's not I'm great. a first round pick. I tell, that is a horrible John Wayne. I apologize for everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't do a John Wayne either. Uh I don't I don't know what his contract is cuz this this only goes to 2022. All right, I swear to God he's making a lot is. of money. Uh 
Is this right? $27.3 million guaranteed at signing. Signing bonus plus 2023 salary. That's what it seems to be for this year, maybe? So what's the total? Well, what's the signing bonus about- plus salary? I thought it was 27.3 million. No, I said that. no. That can't be the two combined. Okay, this th- something's wrong with this website. Right, there's more on here. All right, yeah, game I'm, show is it. coming up next, and more fun with numbers that no one cares about. <laughs> Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. You've got an exit ramp blocked now along 104 southbound right at South High Street. That ramp is blocked while troopers clear concrete debris from the exit. So that's going to be a no-go. If you normally head that way, you want to skirt around it for the time being. 71 southbound after Frank Road. Disabled vehicle. Left lane is blocked. Delta Road at East 6th Avenue. Working around an accident there. It looks like a vehicle hit a pedestrian. So everybody on the scene there. And police activity continues on Eakin Road at Wedgwood Drive. You want to avoid that area if you can. This traffic report is sponsored by Maytag. Are you old appliances on the fritz now's the perfect time to upgrade to the performance you need may is maytag month happening all month long save big on all maytag appliances for your kitchen and laundry needs now through may 31st because may is maytag month i'm scott bradley for 97.1 the fan traffic the only thing scarier than bones analogies is man's browser history i'm sorry man i thought you want to see this this is common man and t-bone Happy Tuesday. Don't forget tomorrow. Wild Card Wednesday. Um, no, don't forget. Whoa. What hey, the hell is that? That's not it. Well, someone's got to play something. I don't know what's going on. What right is here. that, Kitty? Play it again. I didn't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a week. It was a Wild Card wild Wednesday. Wild Card Wednesday. That's not really a wild cat. That's just a domesticated a little, little kitty cat kitty. there. Maybe you told me this. Oh? But I recently discovered that milk is not good for kitties. Yeah. I mean, they don't typically, most cats can't really process it. From oh, what I, th- I, I thought that was good for them. I thought they liked the milk. Well, they, I mean, that's a, yeah, I think that's more of just a thing they had in cartoons. Oh. I don't know if that's actually real. I'm just saying, Catwoman used to drink milk. That was her thing. Yeah, it was, uh, right. Sometimes science is not best served by watching pop culture. All right. Whatever that's worth. But yeah, I, I think that's correct. Cats really don't do it. They're not supposed to drink milk. I'm sure they will. But I don't think it's good for him. Game show time. All right, Mike. Movie that you've seen exactly one time in your life. And it was back in the 80s when I was banging. That was actually pre-banging. This is uh, Top Gun. We're going to do some Top Gun trivia because on this date in 1986, Top Gun hit theaters. And, of course, we've had a spinoff, a spinoff, a sequel since then of Top Gun Maverick. Now, Ted, you love Top Gun. Teddy loves it. Yeah, you've big seen fan. It, you've seen it dozens of times. Teddy, sure. Teddy's going to help me with this game. Right. Okay, so you're both in on this one. Uh, question number one. Who was Maverick's wingman who gives up his wings after a risky mission? Was it Leopard or Cougar? Teddy? Ted's looking at you like, come on, man, you know this. That's Cougar. That's Cougar, baby, yeah. You're right. Oh, where, where's the ding, Ted? Come on, ding us. I forgot I'm doing is ding. It, is it John Cougar? No. It's uh, Lieutenant Bill Cordell, a.k.a. Cougar. Which one is shaking. he, Val Kilmer? No. Anthony uh, Edwards? That's no. Iceman. No. Hey, hold on, everyone. All right. All Just right. calm down. All right. Cougar was shaken by a MiG getting missile lock on him during a mission early in the movie. Maverick has to help him get back to the plane, has to escort his jet alongside to get him to the aircraft carrier. Which he then crashes when he lands, I don't know. but no one gets hurt. He then enters commanding officer 
Stinger's office. Tom, oh, Stinger. Tom Jardian. Yeah. And resigned from his position as an aviator, a.k.a. turning in his wings, claiming he, quote, lost the edge and held on too tight. Yeah, he's so. supposed to go to the Top Gun school, yeah. but because he bows out, then, hey, you Tom two, Cruise gets you to go. You two knuckleheads are going to get to go, right? Yeah. And then that's where the famous line is, if you screw this up, you'll be flying rubber dog poo out of Hong Kong on yeah. a freighter or something like that. All right. Next up, what song do Maverick and Goose sing to Charlie? Charlie Danger Zone. No. Uh, here are your choices. <laughs> Lady in Red, This is the Picture, or you... <laughs> <laughs> or you've or you've lost that love and feeling. You've lost, you've lost that, that love and yeah, feeling. Yeah, that's Although right. Although Lady in Red, Chris DeBerg. <laughs> it wasn't that, but that's very good. Good song, Lady yeah. in Red. Uh, what? Who's dancing with me? I'm glad you're singing it. Cheek to cheek. What? Nobody here. What piece of literature inspired the movie Top Gun? Was it a newspaper article, a magazine article, or a biography? I'm going to go with a periodical. A magazine, magazine article? You're right. Ehud Yone My guy. wrote an article <laughs> in 1983 called Top Guns for California Magazine, and that is where the producers of the movie got the idea. They saw this article. Good old Ehud. Yeah. So Ehud, Ehud. Ehud, Ehud Yone. There you go. After the flyby reprimand at Top Gun, what profession was Goose considering? Truck driver or factory worker? No, Mike, you have to guess. Ted's not helping you on this one. I, and I don't know the answer. I'd just be guessing on oh, this. Okay. I mean, I have, I have Factory a Factory worker. Ooh, sorry. Truck driver. Yeah. Because he wants to kill lots of prostitutes. Well, after Goose and Maverick buzz the tower Thanks, and they get Ted. reprimanded for it, Goose asks Maverick, hey, do you still have that number for Truckmaster's truck driving school? I might need it. And that's the reference to I'm going to have to leave here and get a job. And it's probably not going to be being a pilot anymore. Uh, what is Goose's actual name in the movie? Is it Mike Metcalf or Nick Bradshaw? Teddy? Okay. I think it's uh, Mike Metcalf. Ooh, sorry, Teddy. You suck, Ted. Sorry, I don't know. It's Come Goose. On, I don't know. Lieutenant Junior Grade Nick Goose Bradshaw was a naval flight officer yeah. and Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell's radar intercept officer or Rio Metcalf, Mike Metcalf. That name, that's uh, Viper's actual name in the movie for okay. whatever it's worth, Teddy. Uh, next up, what was the budget for Top Gun? $15 million, $30 million, or $45 million? Of course, this is $1986. I will convert that for you in a moment. I'm going to go with 30 Teddy, what's your guess? Uh, 45 was the other one? Yes. Okay, I'll take that one. In. You're both wrong. That's it, just 15 It was a $15 a million dollar film. It grossed $357 million globally. Fifteen million, by the way, in twenty twenty three dollars is forty million dollars in today's money. Still a low budget movie for that type of well, action. That's like, that's like an indie movie, right? Yeah. Uh, for comparison, the Top Gun Maverick budget was one hundred and seventy five million dollars when they redid that. Now, of course, you have to pay Tom Cruise and some of these bigger stars to appear in it, but still, it's pretty good. Next up, what is the name of the aircraft carrier that we see in both the beginning and ending of Top Gun? Is it the USS Enterprise, the USS Alabama, or the USS Missouri? Ted? I'm guessing it's not the Enterprise. Teddy, I would, How about I would, the uh, Missouri? I don't know. Believe it or not, 
Is it the is Enterprise? The Enterprise. The Starship Enterprise? Yeah, the USS uh, Enterprise. The USS Alabama and Missouri you, Ted. were both battleships in World War II. Ted didn't know he was going to get roped into this. Details. You should have watched, watched it. Oh, man. Uh, the original USS Enterprise was an aircraft carrier in World War II and was decommissioned in the 50s. But that's what they named this aircraft carrier was the USS Enterprise. The captain was Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Uh, in the Top Gun uh, briefing room, ICE tells Maverick, ICE is of course Val Kilmer, he tells Maverick and Goose, the plaque for the alternates is in the blank. Is it in the broom closet, the ladies room, or the Boston market? The plaque for the alternates is in the, which one? Teddy? Ladies room. That's right. It's in the ladies room, Teddy. You got it. That was his way of saying Does that you mean guys. Vagines can't fly planes. Well, that was his way yeah. of saying you guys should go down there because you don't belong in here. I see. That was kind of a theme in the movie. Was Ice was very mean to Goose and Maverick, but had his reasons, of course, because he felt they were too reckless. Mm-hmm. And Goose would probably agree with him <laughs> if he could have agreed with him after what happened to Goose. Anyway. Uh, what ocean does the opening scene take place over? Again, no one should know this, but is it the Atlantic, the Pacific, or the Indian Ocean? Indian. Oh, hey, Teddy, there you go. Because it has a little thing that says Indian Ocean. Present I knew day. that. Hey, yeah, there you go. Take that. Final question. Was Top Gun a good movie? Yes or no? <laughs> uh, I, I, yes. It was great. Oh, sorry, oh, no. Mike. <laughs> Just kidding. Yes, of course it's right. Yes. Wanted you to get one at least all since right, you've never right. seen this movie. Or I you, have seen it. You it's, saw it when you were four. All right, I'm just saying. Or eight or whatever four, age you were. ten, thirty. Do I hear four? Do I hear five? Do I hear six? Yeah, it was. You're, you weren't very old. All right. Now, next up, next week, we're going to do Roadhouse trivia, Mike. So I know another movie you've seen and love. Actually, I've never seen Roadhouse. I know. That, I know. It's you need to watch Roadhouse. That right, if we okay. ever do a movie review episode, <laughs> yes. you have to watch Roadhouse, and then we have to talk about it. Okay. There's a there's a little bit of nudity in uh, Roadhouse. Some viol- you get some violence. There's you lose you loose with that dinger now. Huh, there's Teddy? a there's a monster <laughs> truck. You get some uh, human hunting. It's all very who's interesting. The, uh, who's the female? In I, Roadhouse? I forget. I don't. <laughs> What's the matter? What's the matter? It's not trivia. I'm not. I didn't. I didn't sign up to do the trivia on Roadhouse. I'm just telling you, I don't remember her name. But she was attractive and occasionally naked. Who's the chick? By the way, great band name. Occasionally naked. That's going to be my band's name if I ever have one. Kelly Ann Lynch. Kelly Lynch. Oh, Kelly Lynch. Yeah, that's right. Kelly Lynch. Oh, she was in uh, Curly Sue. Oh, that I've seen. I did not know that. Yeah. What's the guy with the mustache who's in Roadhouse, Teddy? He did the Dodge commercials, deep voice. Sam Elliott, right? Yes, Sam name? Elliott. Yeah, yes. Sam Elliott. He is sadly not naked in Roadhouse, but I wish he was, because <laughs> I would have watched that. Patrick Swayze <laughs> is naked. There you go. Yeah, but Sam yeah. Elliott, people don't know this, two mustaches. <laughs> you can only see one most of the time, but there's a second one. It's well-groomed. If you know where to look. It's a Fu Manchu. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dope. You're welcome, Back page dope. coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
South Belt is pretty messy. Westbound right before 71 Southside. It's an accident. Three right lanes are blocked. Uh, about an hour and a half of delay. Stop traffic from Allen Creek uh, Drive. It's a problem involving a semi and a dump truck, so that's going to take a while to get sorted out. South Belt Westbound at 71 Southside. Exit ramp is closed because of the accident. 104 Southbound at South High. Ramp blocked with troopers uh, clearing concrete debris from the exit as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Insperity, providing scalable HR services, access to better benefits, payroll and HR technology for over 35 years. Insperity's mission is to help businesses succeed so communities can prosper. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Visit Insperity.com. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour, the fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Man bone. Happy Tuesday. Yes, yes happy Tuesday, Timmy. Thanks, guys. So, uh, what have you been up to today? Because you were here early, and then you left, and you came back. You, you, Timmy uh, goes home and, like, takes a nap and... Well, no, that's fine. Whips I just, out the gherkin. I saw you here earlier, and I thought, oh, maybe he's got a thing going on. Then you were just gone for a while. So I was like, all right, I, I figure if you go home and take a nap, that's great. That's what I would do. The old like gherkin, it. huh? <laughs> the old gherkin. <laughs> nah. I was swinging the old gherkin. I went and hit a couple of shots at the driving oh, range. must be nice. Yeah. You use your gherkin for that? <laughs> for you. Swing in the old Swing in the gherkin. gherkin. You call it different things every time you play. I bone. see. How'd, yeah. you, how'd you do at the driving range? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. PGA Championship get? starts this weekend. That's right. right. PGA Championship. Who are you, you picking? Rochester, New York, Oak Hill. Let's go with the hot guy. I'm going John Ra, man. This guy's becoming a favorite Just of mine. Just committed to the memorial today, John Ra. I, I saw that. Look, I was never concerned about the field at the memorial, but it's nice to see. You know, day by day, week by week, all these guys committing to to play. So you've got, I mean, outside of the live tour guys, which of course you're not getting, you're going to have one of the best fields of uh, any event this year. I uh, what were you working on at the driving range specifically? Is there any part of your game, yes. like your swing, that you're working yes. on? What what were you what were you trying to get better at? And this goes against some of the the tips that I have given, sort yep. of the uh, the weekend golfers, but I'm trying to get off the tee a little bit better. So I don't typically do this. I would say just practice at the short game area because once you get below like a 10 handicap, you can find yourself around the green in regulation. You're not going to hit every fairway or hit every green in regulation, but you'll be somewhere in the vicinity. So I would say practice short game area, but I need to get a little bit straighter and a little bit longer off the tee. So we all do. You're, I was you're a bent carrot. Hey, let me ask you this because I say this to my father-in-law Yeah, when he says, oh, my neck's hurting. And I said, well, did you ever think about not swinging a golf club for a little while? No. You've been complaining about your hip for how yeah. long? About months. Two months. Months with the hip. But the thing of it was is it was never golf. Even just today. did the hip. You said, why? Well, my hip's not getting any better. Maybe stop swinging a club for a couple weeks and see what that does. No, I, I haven't been overdoing it in the golf department with this. I got to get out there and play. I can actually swing the club. You got to get out without... there and play for what? For your tournament? Yeah, that's right. We're still going after this thing. The dream's not dead, Mike. Trying mm-hmm. to do this thing. Never know. Right. Sponsors See, exemptions. Yeah, why not? <laughs> get out there. Maybe you're an in, you're an Instagram influencer, and suddenly you get invited to a tournament. All I'm saying is, well. I see this guy limping around here, complaining about his hip. Hey, and then you're out at the driving range. You know what? When you come in here, and your back is a little bit ouchy, you're not feeling great. You're coughing up a lung. You still pick up a paddle, and we power through. 
and we play some Pong. That's right. Why? Because you must play. Yeah. It, dem- it demands you to play. All right. That's how I feel about golf. I need to do it. I have to do it. And the hip actually doesn't, isn't bothered by the swing. It's everything else. Walking. Walking uphill <laughs> is the struggle. <laughs> we, have cards, we have cards for okay, that. There's, yeah. there's cards. Yeah, All right, exactly. That's good. Yeah, I, I get that, though, Timmy. When you have something that hurts, yet you like doing the activity, it's hard to, it's hard to stay yeah, back like, I, I can't run, so that's out. And I don't love running either, so I mm. like playing golf yeah. a whole lot more than just running around someplace. All right, what's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Coming up tonight, two full hours with Joey Lane. We're keeping up with our little series, breaking down the biggest known commodities on this Buckeye football roster in 2023. Haven't had Tyvis on in many days. I found an old photo where he's actually in the middle of the NFL Combine, and go figure, he's laughing his ass off, like in the middle of a drill. He's going to come uh, jump on the show at 633. I want to ask him about that and talk some Buckeye football with them two big hours buckeye show then it's 11 warriors at eight more buckeye conversation inside the crew at nine and then and then and then and then perverted and teddy's off tomorrow yeah so yeah. it's a special is, it's a sting tantric perverted because mm-hmm. he won't be here tomorrow this tantric is the, the last you can't suspend me i'm on vacation episode of perverted this so it'll is, be great this one's going all the way to safe harbor <laughs> Yeah. Well, Safe Harbor starts at 10, doesn't it? Or is it midnight that it starts? I, I don't think know. it's 10, but the show starts at 9. So we have to make it no, all. No, Inside the Crew starts at oh, 9. Oh, so it'll be a Safe oh, Harbor oh, episode. Oh, Get ready. It's all Safe the Harbor. The waters are murky at the Safe Harbor. <laughs> back Get page. ready. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, Rolling Stone released their top 50 messiest band breakups of all time. Let me give you the top five. See if you have any thoughts on any of these. Number five, the Everly Brothers. I'm not familiar with these breakups, so if anybody knows, that's fine. I think Nirvana's pretty messy. Okay. There was a lot of cleanup involved with that breakup. That's not a... (laughs) It's not what they're talking about. Number right. four, Sonic Youth. Now, here's mm. a few other ones that you may know. Live, number oh, three. You, did I, I told you to read about Live. No, I did not. I, I know. I haven't. What's the short of it? Uh, they all hate each other. They're all suing they, each other. They all hate each other, but they also brought in an investor named Bill Hines. Who's into a criminal. The business. Right. Well, I, allegedly, whatever. No, so he's a criminal. They're all divided over how this all went. So some of them feel one way about how it should have gone, and some say it went the other way and some say it was a good idea some say it was a good idea whose idea was it in the first place anyway that caused their breakup number two no surprise oasis and number one i'm sure you can guess perhaps the biggest band of all time the beatles yes that would be so all right whatever kind of a letdown of a list but there you go thanks so i gotta read more about live though i will do that her placenta falls to the floor that's not how that's the angel is. opens her eyes. <laughs> no likey? All right, Buckeye Show's next. We'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Big mess for drivers still on the south Thunderbelt westbound before 71 south side. Over an hour and a half of delay with an accident. Three right lanes are blocked. Your stop traffic, Mallon Creek Drive. It's involving a semi and a dump truck, so avoid that area if you possibly can at all. South Thunderbelt, messy westbound to 71 south side. Exit ramp is closed because of that accident, so that's not helping. It's also a tie up on the east Thunderbelt northbound after Morse Road with an accident on the right shoulder. Your stop and go from east and way. North Thunderbelt eastbound right after 23 north side. A few minutes of delay with an accident on the 
right shoulder. You're stopping going from 315. This traffic report sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Keep your pet protected in your yard with Invisible Fence brand for a limited time. Take 50% off the installation of your system. An average value of $350. Visit InvisibleFence.com to schedule your consultation and see the Invisible Fence brand difference. I'm Scott Bradley for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. It's a fan action update. Both the Guardians and Reds in action tonight. Bring that big bad energy this summer with Superbook Sports. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-589-9966. The Guardians are minus 130 against the White Sox tonight. Cleveland currently sits three games behind the Twins and are looking for three wins in a row. The Reds are looking to bounce back tonight against the Rockies and are a plus 107 underdog. For your Superbook action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. From the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, The Fan.